0: In the meanwhile, while we're waiting for that, I want to remind everyone, of course, to go where? HankStrange.com. Yes, that's right. Go to HankStrange.com. Sign up for the email list. Uh, that's one of the most important things you could do there. And that way, we could keep track of you. You could keep track of us. We could let you guys know all the different things we have going on. Boom. Look at that. Check nice. out those patches. You can get these from HankStrange.com. <laughs> this, uh, this one right here, I call it my super suit patch with the laser blaster. And then this is the broadcasting one here. I am going to be working in some other patches. We got to sell these first, and then after that, you know, they won't. They'll, they're limited, limited time editions, right, Joe? That's how you got to do it exactly so make sure you guys go there if you're looking for the shirts those are on ballistic ink ballistic ink is up and running you could go over there and check out all the different things that we have going i'll probably if i remember here i will go into ballistic ink and show you guys some of the stuff that we have going on over there if you want to check it out but until then i think we'll just jump into the show here let me press the button get it going I don't hear Welcome anything.
1: back to the That's Hank right. Strange Situation. Make sure Lifestyle you guys subscribe, and thumbs
0: up, ring the bell so you can be notified. Okay, so we've got someone new here, the Rogue Banshee's new. You know, this is how we do it. Jazz hands. Come on, everybody with the jazz hands. I hope there you guys have your big girl panties on. This is episode 609 of the Who Moved My Freedom podcast with my special guest tonight, Joe from 13C Gun Reviews. Joe's here. What's up, Joe? Hey, hey glad What's to be back glad yes. to be here glad to have you back my friend good to see you here again um and then we also have the road banshee joining us look at that studio man he's kind, of, he's, kind of, he's trying to embarrass us here you know he's got like
1: uh, I, I gotta save you up somehow
0: yeah you know? you know he's got a nice uh photo booth set up over there or something like that looks like you've got a um you know a reloading machine all set up man just fancy
1: yeah, this is this is my version of the man cave.
0: Okay, very yeah.
1: nice. <laughs> Load the ammo there. Do the videos over there.
0: Uh huh. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So, uh, welcome to the show for the first time here. I will. Uh, I'll show you guys. I'll throw up some uh, links to everyone's channel. Hey, actually, here, let me see. I should be able to do that right now. Let me go over to. Uh... So here we go. Let's see if we can roll this in. Let's just come on get it, press the right buttons, there you go, boom. Okay, so there we go, 13C Gun Reviews, you guys need to go there, you need to subscribe to the channel, 13C Gun Reviews. Make sure you hit it up, Joe's got a bunch of new videos going on right down here. You've gotta actually go look at our videos, okay, and thumbs ups and comment because YouTube's going out of their way to block us off, so make sure you guys go there. Support Joe; he's got lots of cool guns coming up, and he'll talk, answer questions, all that kind of stuff. And here is the Rogue Banshee right there, which is basically looks like a banshee with uh, dual wielding. Jason,
1: yeah, yeah, that was a uh, that was actually a design a buddy of mine came up with. He said it'd be really cool to get a banshee and have two guns, so. Yeah, you know, sit down and a few hours later, came up with a with an idea, and -hmm. I'm going to make that happen for me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, and that looks like some uh, some cool videos there as well. So, um, yeah, it looks like you've got some uh, Sig P320 stuff going on here on the channel. How you liking the the P320? Uh, I've
1: been running the p320 since they first came out so I okay. I like the 320 it's
0: kind of a sig that I have always waited for okay all right so um, have you done because uh, I know it's modular have you done any modular things with it yet um,
1: yeah I've done I've done a lot of stuff uh, uh, about a month ago I did a video of the the 80% arms and the um, uh, wilson combat grip modules okay and kind of compared the two of them and ran them side by side over at the at the range and kind of gave a feeling did a benchtop review of what i thought i was going to be and mm-hmm. got to the range and ended up being the op- the opposite
0: okay okay all right cool so we'll get into some of that here so we've got both you and joe here joe i guess you uh, you probably i don't know if you guys ever met if you've ever met uh, the Rogue banshee before i don't think so all Not right I recall, no i but... don't think we have yeah okay all right cool so you know this will be a little getting to know you session Move to my left yeah go a little bit go, that go, way yeah let's see yeah i don't know we'll, we'll tell oh okay there you go yeah there you go now you're centered right, cool. now you're centered you're in the middle there uh shout out to ghost tactical i see him out there uh as well anyone else coming in here in the chat make sure you guys smash those thumbs ups okay we really, really need those thumbs ups as much as you guys can uh, afford to give us. We will appreciate. Just treat it like if you're voting uh, in California or someplace like that, or Chicago, and you know, get as many. Vote thumbs. early. Vote often. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, shout out to everyone. It is Friday. It's Friday out here. We will take questions and things like that. Um, if you guys have any questions, so let me see. Um, Let's see. Where should we start? Okay, you know what? Let's be official. Since we've got the Rogue Banshee on here for the first time, explain to us like who you are, where you live, how you got into uh, how you got into this whole YouTube thing and doing gun stuff.
1: Well, I've been shooting since I was ten. Uh, got my first uh, gun when I was twelve, and went out hunting for the first time when I was fourteen. Uh, so I've been shooting for a long time. Uh, I got my FFL. Uh, about ten years ago, we actually just closed that business down. But while I was, you know, you know while I was an FFL, I got my hands on a lot of guns and got to play with a lot of things and live vicariously through a lot of my customers buying stuff and coming through. And um, in the process of that, I also was doing seracoding. Okay. So you know, I kind of doing serocoding, I kind of hated taking people's guns apart and putting them back together, and I started doing some YouTube stuff on it and um figured the youtube thing out and that's why there's a lot of uh disassembly reassembly videos Mm -hmm. on my channel and um it's just the channel's starting to grow and i'm moving into some other things now
0: okay cool um is you know are you getting a lot of harassment from youtube how's that uh, whole situation playing itself out
1: no i don't i mean i've had two i've had two videos taken down
0: um, they just and then, so uh, they they deleted your videos or yeah it, okay. so
1: they took my ar-15 reassembly video hmm. i mean when i posted that a couple of years ago that thing i put it up they flagged it i asked for a review and instantly they took it down hmm. um i i denied that I, I was denied that that review immediately
0: mm-hmm. um okay
1: and then uh, probably i don't know about six months later um they took another video of mine down it was uh how to reassemble the the beretta the 92 and 96 m9s Hmm. um that that video had been out there for a little while i guess somebody complained they took that one down and Mm -hmm. i put it back up and kind of neutered the video a little bit Mm -hmm. um and it's it's been there Mm -hmm. Uh, and right now i've got a disassembly reassembly of a winchester model 94 that I've been fighting to get monetized, mm-hmm. and um, I lost the, I lost the battle of that, but they did take the video game, so mm-hmm. that's a good thing. So, it's, you know, they're 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 leaving me alone for now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm I'm working on how. To make my content YouTube friendly and then mm-hmm. when I can't I have to cut the content and then I just tell people I cut the content and mm-hmm. go to my web page or my full 30 or gun streamer account go mm-hmm. see the full video
0: yeah yeah so okay so when you uh, a couple things here Joe feel free to jump in if you have any questions but I'm just sure. curious to see okay so they took down this video and then you said you neutered it uh, how, what did you change in there
1: I just I just went through and cut some some sections out of me putting some parts back in so that way it wasn't a complete build mm-hmm. um and when it happened uh, for that beretta one it, it it pissed me off so bad that mm-hmm. the the thumbnail of it is not even a regular thumbnail all it is just says censored on it i mean it It pissed me off a lot, but Mm -hmm. I I got over it and I'm just just trying to work within the guidelines and then just point people to the
0: real content when I need to. Right. So they put the censored thumbnail or you did. You just put that because I did. Yeah,
1: I did. That was just kind of my that was just kind of my,
0: you know, anger. (laughs) Flying the bird. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's pretty
1: That was pretty much what it was without actually doing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. So um, and then the other thing I wanted to ask you along those same lines is you said you're trying to make it more YouTube friendly. What are you doing um, to, to do that?
1: So um, you know, I was on uh, CloverTech's um, uh, podcast last night and we kind of mm. we kind of let the cat out of the bag about that. Mm. Uh, I am taking that uh, Winchester Model 94 disassembly, reassembly video Mm-hmm. that I can't get monetized mm-hmm. and then I'm going to I'm going to adjust some things and then we're going to send that one back up mm-hmm. and see if we can find where they don't like it. Mm-hmm. What we're finding is, you know, my content is very here's how to disassemble it, here's how to mm-hmm. reassemble it. Mm-hmm. So now we're trying to do things of this is why you would want to disassemble or, you know, a firearm then when you're done fixing a problem or cleaning it, doing a deep cleaning mm-hmm. this is how you back together and these are some of the gotchas Mm -hmm. and trying to make it a little more uh trying to get them to understand a little more about why you would need to take a gun apart or possibly have to put it back together
0: Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely um uh and and i think this is probably like something good to get into here because we're all going through that stuff joe i know um Mm -hmm. youtube demonetized your entire channel right right or wrong yeah, they did. So
2: they okay. started out. Uh, they they kind of went through in a systematic fashion. So mm-hmm. uh, several of the videos. And once I see my image come up here, I'll try and center myself on that. Yeah. The, no, i I'm like you're showing on YouTube. the whole
0: screen right now. Okay. okay. Cool. All right.
2: Mm-hmm. So um, I- initially, they started out. You know, like everybody else, uh, um, you know, demonetizing videos here and there, um, somewhat randomly and sporadically, um, most of them I was able to challenge and about 50% got reinstated on monetization. Mm-hmm. Um, then some of them went back to yellow again, where, you know, I've done at one point, everything, you know, pretty much went yellow. Then, um, I woke up one morning and basically 75, 85% of my content went to demonetized overnight. Mm-hmm. Um, and these were videos that had been previously challenged and remonetized. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So basically, seventy-five percent of the content. Boom. So it's like uh, then, you got hit.
0: You got some kind of attack going on overnight, y- basically.
2: Yeah, something like okay. that. And then a couple days later, um, and I don't know if this was a concerted effort by some group or not, but a couple days later, I think it was purposely by YouTube. YouTube came back and said, because the majority of your videos are not eligible to be monetized, you're no lo- you're We're removing you from the uh, from the partnership program. Wow. So w- while, you know, e- you know, we're at 11,600 subs, something like that. Um, while we never made a boatload of money off of YouTube, um, the, the biggest hurt Uh, on YouTube when they demonetize you is that your videos get dropped down in search ratings. Mm -hmm. Uh, We know that they suppress the ratings. And then once they get fully demonetized, they drop again. And if you're not in the partnership program, they drop to that bottom level that's almost there with like the more adult content and
0: other stuff. Uh, It's very hard to get discovery for your videos. And I know you're doing videos uh, pretty consistently and doing some good videos, but it's tough to Mm -hmm. get discovery for that. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's exceptionally hard uh, to mm-hmm. get discovery um, and, and
2: for videos to pop up in search results. And one of the things people don't understand, is, let's say you've got a a lot of people like to watch on a tablet. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they'll go to the living room. Let's say they just have a tablet that lives in the living room or a family wide tablet mm-hmm. of a tablet that, you know, let's say their kids use. Well, that tablet is set up for, you know, kids, let's say. So, you know, explicit, it, not that YouTube has explicit content, but adult mm-hmm. content, more adult oriented content, you know, the 13 and over um, or even 18 and over, uh, content is going to be restricted. So mm-hmm. for that, you know, if you're not logged, possibly if you're not logged in, but if you're logged into a child's account or something that you have restricted, you know, cause your kids use it, it's a you know, family thing. My, uh, most of my videos are not even going to pop up in your thing, even though, I mean, 99.999% of the videos I do don't even have a single bad word in them. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's just, it's just nuts. So that, that really hurts the growth and reach of the channel. I mean, there are some that get out there and beat, beat the algorithms. There's, there's, you know, quite a few out there that do, but mm-hmm. it's still, it's, it's frustrating from a content creation standpoint. That's why we really try and focus people going to GunStreamer to full 30.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, cause eventually they're going to, uh, you know, they're, they're going to crush everything as far as his interesting point about, uh, build videos. So, Going through I saw that and when I saw I, I actually pulled several videos down that were older off my YouTube and you know point people over to Full 30 and Gunstreamer for those. Mm-hmm. And the new videos that I make, like the quarter circle ten uh build video, um, I took all the build portion of that out and mm-hmm. then uploaded the entire videos to Full 30 and Gunstreamer. And in the YouTube version, I purposefully say, go to Gunstreamer or Full 30 you'll view the f- full build portions there. Uh, and I'm going to continue to do that to not just drive people to those, but to help prevent getting those strikes. Cause those are strikes that are pretty close to almost impossible being to be able to get uh, repeat, um, reversed if they come through, if, you, if you're mm-hmm. actually doing a build video and you get struck on it, highly unlikely they're going to get pulled. And of course, you know what happens if you get your first strike
0: then second and third, you know, you're out. Yeah. Then they kick you so. off altogether. Mm-hmm. It's a weird situation trying to figure all of this, uh, all of this stuff out i think it's it, it's it's really difficult like you said once they pull that entire monetization of the channel it's almost like if you if you want to know if you're i don't know maybe some people don't care about this if they're not creating content and posting it on youtube but if you have a video and you take off the monetization of it on youtube you won't even find that video if you search yeah, it's almost yeah. impossible to find it. Yeah. It'll, so, be, it'll
2: be back on page 10. It'll yeah. be there, but it's going to be like down at page 10,
0: your 10-page right. results. So. Exactly. Um, so, you know, I think that um, it, it's this is a battle that's going on right now. Um, there's a couple of things here while we're on it that I think we should get into. By the way, shout out to Gun Doctor TV. He says YouTube is run by gun-hating liberals. It's only getting worse. Uh, I uh, 100% agree with that, even yeah. though when I speak to – the, the few times I've spoken to them, they're always telling me that that's not the truth, but whatever. I know the last time I had a conversation with them, there was actually someone there, one of the lawyers I was talking to, because they called me up to talk about the restrictions on us when we're going live. Uh, she told me that her and her husband are gun people. And I was like, then how can you do this? This is basically like segregation. You know, we're, we're doing something that's legal. We're doing something covered by the Constitution. We're getting segregated out, um, and yes, you know the. There's one thing of losing that revenue. A bigger thing is that you you completely lose your audience. So, um, uh, by the way, Walter, I see Walter out there. Shout out to Walter. He says I see Hornady selling Subsonic thirty by 30, 30, 450 Bushmaster, forty five seventy, amongst others. So Walter's looking up deals right now. Um, so okay, one thing. And and either one of you guys can jump in here. So one thing I noticed with them going through a demonetizing videos, right, getting those yellow coins. Um, one of the things I started thinking at some point was, what if they're starting to build all these coins up against you, to come to you one day and go, yeah, you're not. It's not really viable to be a partner with you. And there's nothing official that I have from YouTube. But I know I was I was talking to someone about it and they're like, yeah, you know, that might be a thing. So what I try to do is keep that number low. So they're constantly hitting my videos. And I've got, well, I, I should have over a thousand videos on my channel. We've removed hundreds of the videos because when they give us those coins and we try to fight it and they're like, no, this is what we're going to do. I remove those videos because I feel that some of that is what they're doing to people that when there's enough of those, they come in and go, okay, you're not, um eligible and i think uh, like your your case joe is an extreme thing that they did it to you really fast where you really couldn't uh, react to it what do you guys think about that you know joe i think I, you're I'm a smaller you're... channel than joe is
1: um so i you know i can't talk about being demonetized as a as a channel as a whole mm-hmm. but one thing that um you know i'm working with with clover he's got a contact over at youtube We've actually been been able to get the, some of our videos to go from the yellow coin over the uh, over the green. Mm-hmm. Um, there's very few of mine that he hasn't been able to get overturned. Mm-hmm. A lot of what we're seeing, and that's why we want to redo my Winchester videos to find out what they're you know what they're looking for and try to find rules because they they don't tell you what the what the rules are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have all these different people reviewing things, and we think that there's some some. You know they're not doing it yeah, evenly across everything. Yeah, I think they have
0: um, when they put it out, it's really simple rules, but there's people, all of these individuals, like just come up with their own feelings, like, oh, I feel you're trying okay. to sell a gun in this video, demonetized. Yeah, yeah it's random. Yeah yeah, yeah, I mean
1: and there's there's some words that you want to stay away from, um, mm-hmm. you know, and especially with mine, you know with very heavy disassembly reassembly. Uh, we're finding keywords that I say in in my videos that we're trying to avoid, mm-hmm. and we're trying to tweak my content just a little bit to see if we can find where where they're feeling. Because it, it's kind of like you know, it, it's kind of like going to court. You know, whatever whatever your judgment's going to be depends on the judge that you're in front of.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, some of the some of the people doing reviews of videos may understand things, some may not. Mm-hmm. So we're just trying to figure out at least for us is. What's going on? How can we how can we make this experience better? So people will stop getting um, yelled? But like I said, I can't speak to being a a channel demonetized like Joe is. Um, And, you know, I hate hearing things like that because Mm -hmm. I've watched I watch his content. I I like his content. um, I don't think he needs to be demonetized for things. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Yeah. Sorry, Joe. Go ahead. uh, Oh, sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: So. So. Your your point on, you know, too many yellow coins is going to is going to be a flag Mm -hmm. specifically in the email they sent me uh, as justification for removing me from the partnership program was that I didn't have uh, that that too high of a percentage of my videos were not eligible for monetization. Mm -hmm. That was in the email. Um, I can send you that email. Uh, Mm -hmm. Hank, I can send it to you privately if you'd like to take a look at it. Um, Uh, I'll, I'll dig it back up. Cause <clears throat> I saved it and archived it, but that's specifically why. So it doesn't stand to re- it. It doesn't stand against reason, at least that they wouldn't try and um, and apply that against people with, uh, you know, with too many yellow coins either, because mm-hmm. they definitely are doing it with that. And they they gave me the option of reapplying after 30 days to rejoin, you know, to clean up my channel and, re- you know, re- reapply for the uh, partnership program. Uh, I didn't because I I, I I just had it at that point. Yeah. You know, the, did you systematic way did you uh,
0: so so when they uh, demonetized you, did they give you any kind of process where you could argue that? No, or?
2: it was a blanket. It was a blanket thing, and they said, if in 30 days, you know, review your channel, remove any possible offending, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, and then you can reapply in 30 days. But it's a you know fresh fresh application. There's no, there was no challenge. There was nothing. It's just, hmm. boom, you're out reapply in 30 days if you want. But of course there's nothing, there there was nothing in the rules that I could look at that I, that I violated that I could see. Um, you know, it's just, you know, their blanket policies about, you know, you can't, uh, you can't show how to make homemade silencers or, uh, use a bump stock. There wasn't a single bump stop, stock video on hmm. my channel. Um, you know, uh, you know, I never, I never showed how to b- build a homemade silencer, uh, none of that stuff. So yeah. I, you just scratch your head, you have no idea.
0: This is the thing about, so like, you know, what Ro Banshee is saying here about uh, trying to, so we're all trying to do things here, I guess, right? And the thing about trying to censor your own content or where they're pushing us towards self-censorship, so there's rules. Yeah. We don't really know what the rules are. When we break the rules, it's very tough to find out what rule we broke or, Mm -hmm. you know, why this thing happened. Um, So then once you get into a situation, and I know this, I know, like, I've had different people on. Some people say, you know what, if you don't curse... For the first 30 seconds, or a minute, or minute and a half. Like everyone has their own <laughs> kind of like yeah. formula or something that everyone's trying to devise on how this algorithm is working. Oh, don't shoot a gun for this amount of time. Don't do this. Because obviously, um, the, the algorithm somehow going through your video and listening for things that you say or sounds that it hears in there. Uh, maybe they're looking at the thumbnail. You know, there's all these kinds of things that they're trying to do. The problem is. All of that is antith- antithetical to what you're supposed to do to have a great video that people love, yeah. right? Because you know, if you look at anyone else doing this, uh, if you look at a car guy, he's like, hey, what's up, we got a Ferrari, here's a Ferrari on this thing. You know, the Reverend and the Ferrari are doing something like that, and everyone's going, oh, this is exactly why I'm here. I'm here to see this Ferrari, but versus that we're gun guys, and this is what the video is about. Once we get into that mode, and I'm not knocking you at all, uh, banshee for for doing it i'm just trying to say like it i worry about it because eventually once we have all these crazy rules in our mind it's almost like superstition and now we're not doing the videos the way we want to do the videos right because we're constantly but, censoring ourselves
1: i agree um i mean trust me i, I do i want to change my content no mm-hmm. i mean i i work pretty hard on my format it's still evolving
3: mm-hmm.
1: um and and i'm not set in stone yet on it but do I like changing it? No, do I, but I'll do it to, to try to play with their rule, uh, play by their rules and stay on and monetize as long as possible and continue to bring content. Mm-hmm. You know, what the, the thing for me is I want to make sure I stay on YouTube because YouTube is the second largest search engine in the world mm-hmm. next to, you know, Google obviously being the first. Mm-hmm. So being a smaller channel, i you know, I rely on YouTube to get my name out there to try to build my brand recognition and things like that. And that's why, you know, if I just can't do if I just can't do it the way I am I want to do it, I'll cut the content where I need to. And I'll put, you know, a, I'll put a, a quick video in there and in the build the video. If you like to see the whole thing, go to Gunstreamer or, you know, Full30 where you can see the whole thing or even my Web page to, to see the entire video. Mm-hmm. And I'll play by the rules and I'll try to actually use their rules
0: against them when I can hmm Yeah. What do you what do you have to say to that Joe?
2: So yeah, I mean I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I don't feel like I need to censor any of my content because a lot of the things like you said like, you know Don't curse in the first, you know, however long mm-hmm. of the video mm-hmm. 99.9% of my videos don't have a single bad word in them and the one or two that do is like one errand, you know s mm-hmm. or f bomb here mm-hmm. or there so mm-hmm. that doesn't apply um i've tried different things i've talked with clover uh in the past several many months ago mm-hmm. uh, about trying different things we tried some of the tags and whatnot and a t- couple different keywords and stuff in the things to try and uh, uh, get some of those yellows to turn green back mm-hmm. before i was demonetized um most of that was hit or miss. I know he's been working on that for like a year. Yeah. Well, one thing now, so he's probably gotten better at it. But yeah, one thing, for, for one me, thing I suggest.
0: I'm sorry, I don't want to cut you off here. No, no, just no. in case anyone's wondering about it. And, and like I said, this is all voodoo. This is all mumbo jumbo mm-hmm. and superstition. We're just yeah. making up our own religions here. One thing that I've noticed and I've noticed that other people are doing it. Don't put any tags. Remove yeah. the tags. Don't use them. Uh, I'm trying to go through all my videos right now and remove all the tags because the, you already have the algorithm working against you by listening to your video and assuming who you are. And then you're telling the algorithm that you're this thing as well. That's, that's yeah. a good point.
2: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I, um, as far as for the content creation side of it, um, you know, I since I started this thing, I just wanted to make videos and have mm-hmm. fun. Um, you know, as far as the, and the only reason why I stay on YouTube at this point, uh, isn't it, it's, is because the content needs to get there. So, um, I have done several videos on several different things, but I, I like to point to one in particular that had probably the largest outreach. Uh, and that was the, uh, the, the CMMG MK 47, the mutant, mm-hmm. um, they put that gun into PUBG. Mm-hmm uh, video game. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, it's fairly popular.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, anyway, when they put that gun in there, um, somebody was like, Hey, you should do, you know, a video about it. Cause you know, it's one of the guns that was like a direct copy bring over for the most part. Mm-hmm. So I did a comparison video of the two and, uh, you know, it, it's extremely successful video on the channel. Okay. But when you look at the messages that I've gotten both in the, in, in the comments and then private messages that I've gotten off of that video, um, the number of, of, you know, 18, 19, 20, 21 year old, uh, young men and women who had no idea that these types of these types of guns were legal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so so one of them who turned 21 said, "I'm going out. I'm, I'm you know my birthday's next week. I didn't know what to get myself. I'm buying a mutant." i didn't Mm -hmm. even know i could buy one and he actually followed up with a picture of him at the range shooting it and it was his first time ever shooting a rifle Mm -hmm. uh, which was pretty cool so you see that kind of engagement that that you're not i love full 30 and i love Grunstreamer, streamer but they they aren't mainstream yet and i do try and push everybody that i can to them Mm -hmm. but the 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 18 you know early 20s gamer especially Mm -hmm. who may have grown up in a house without guns Mm -hmm. or who just watches mainstream media doesn't even know that these evil black rifles are legal when they see content responsible you know good responsible fun content about the guns that they like in the game and they realize they can own those guns um it's you know it it's amazing because you've you've just converted in some cases you've either converted somebody or took taken somebody at least who was Mm -hmm. neutral Mm -hmm. and moved them over now they've taken ownership of a natural right and now they're at least hopefully going to vote and you know in that regard so mm-hmm. it's it's a fantastic way to reach new people and to help engage with new shooters and 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 move the right to keep and bear arms forward and to me that's the most for, for what I do that's the most important thing is to be able to hopefully engage with with new shooters and get them going. I mean, I, I don't focus on like training or tactical content really mm-hmm. or anything like that. That's, that's mm-hmm. not, in, not oh, it's not my background. I'm, I'm not in a position to instruct anybody on that. There's people mm-hmm. far better than me. But for what I do and the information I put out about, about the guns and silencers, other accessories, um, mm-hmm. I, I, I think it's a huge benefit, especially to new shooters or people who are thinking about getting the hobby And mm-hmm. you, you, you can't beat that. The number of people that I've reached has been Mm -hmm. has been i think outstanding and and hopefully it'll continue
0: yeah uh and and i think when to to the point of what you're saying here when when we're censored like this i mean and you you like received a pretty like a you know pretty severe censure right that makes it difficult for you to reach people right um so let me just get this comment in by the way let me uh encourage everyone to smash the thumbs ups out there okay uh, I've noticed the, like the last couple of days we've got like low audience here, so I'm not sure they might not. People who are subscribed to the channel might not be getting their notifications or something like that so I'm just that's why I'm trying to remind you guys to like ring the bell I think they've changed some things you might have to ring that bell then go select a a few other things so that you actually get notified because they're trying to make all of that more difficult Um, nevertheless if you can smash those thumbs ups and we'll try to get to your comments and questions here imposter said this he says if everyone waters down their content in the same way eventually everyone will be making the same video I agree yeah, and that's like the opposite of what folks want uh, mm-hmm. when they come in on here. I I actually disagree with
1: that a mm-hmm. little bit, not okay. not completely.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, I wrote back to Impulser there that mm-hmm. as a content creator, my best advantage is how I bring you the content, mm-hmm. not necessarily what I say.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, when I did when I started my channel doing disassembly reassembly, I there's a hundred disassembly reassembly videos out there. But for me, I took pauses. I put stills into my videos so that people could see what I was doing. Because there's nothing more annoying to me is that when you're watching, you know, a video, you're like, "Okay, cool," and then I do this, and they do it really quick, and there's no lighting of what they did. Mm-hmm. Um, I that's how I that's how I built my format is. Um, those are things that annoyed me as a YouTuber, so I'm going to change that with my content. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do, and I you know, I even said out there, you know. If everybody waters their content down the same or is everybody afraid they're gonna end up with you know everybody's gonna have an light video mm-hmm. it is the exact same thing over and over again yeah. um, and I see that but I think as content creators we can do some slight changes to our content or not slight changes but it's how we present our content mm-hmm. is one of our biggest advantages
0: yeah I think we so You know, I think both of you have a point here, and I agree with your point that you're making. I think ultimately what twists all of this, like, we are kind of doing the same things, but with twists, right? Mm -hmm. Some people don't have access, like, we have access to different guns. We like different guns, right? We live in different environments. Um, I think that, you know... Uh, Like you said, you see certain things, you're like, oh, you know what, I'm going to make this better and get some more details here. Um, You know, Joe's going to see something one way. People are just going to identify with who they want to identify with, right? Someone's just going to like, you know, Joe's smooth, mellow accent, right? (laughs) Someone's going to like some kind of craziness that goes on. You know, you might look like someone's uncle or brother or friend. Like, this is how people figure it out, right? You know, and... And, and people ch- like just choose who they want to identify with. I always tell people that we are, as content creators doing this, you know, we are, it's, just picture yourself as an artist. You create that artwork, whatever it is, photograph, sculpture, painting, you know, you create it, you put it in the world, and then the people choose. Now, the thing is, is that if we are all trying to get our voices heard, and someone saying to us, no, we don't like this voice, uh-uh, we don't want to hear that, you can't do this thing, you can't do that thing, they're starting to narrow down those twists and those options, right? And I think that's the thing that um, that's really dangerous about what's going on here, and there doesn't really seem to be much of what anything that we could do about it i don't see anyone in the government paying attention to this um i think like uh, so far as the president goes one of the things is that you know the president only pays attention to this if one of those social media platforms messes with him (laughs) everyone else is on their own Right. Um, And and so far as Congress, we're not hearing anything from them. There's no one out there really standing up and fighting, going, hey, this is a a massive uh, miscarriage here. And it's not just us as gun guys. I think that there's people in uh, in, uh, you know, we're we're seeing this happening to people in politics, people in commentary, lots of different things that they're getting um, smacked upside the head here. And it's really dangerous um so so far as the options because we've talked about the options a little bit here because i just really don't think there's much we could do with youtube other than like try to scramble and stay alive there and i really do think we need to be there because that's where the massive discovery is right and the chance for growth when it comes to the other channels our options right now i believe are full 30 and um and GunStreamer. right is, are there any yeah. other options maybe i'm leaving out
2: There's one or two kind of startups that may be hitting, that may be Mm -hmm. more freedom-based, which would Mm -hmm. give us more reach. I know Mm -hmm. uh, Ben Swan and their Truth and Media project is about to launch something, allegedly. Um, And he's he's a good freedom-loving reporter, journalist. I mean Mm -hmm. a real journalist, not reporter. Mm In 2020, we have to make that distinction because Mm -hmm. reporters are not journalists. Mm -hmm. Um, So that could be interesting. Um, We'll see how that plays out. And what is that again? It's like ISI, ISE.media. media. I'm, I'm not sure. and if who's look doing up ben, it? Swan, ben Swan. Ben Swan. Okay, Ben Swan. Yeah, okay. and Truth of Media. So, okay. it'll be it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's live yet or not, but mm-hmm. it, it's it. There are hopefully other options. You know, we see yeah. different things going on with MeWe and Parler and whatnot. You know, I don't All know. Right. You know, the big the big thing that's going to hurt a lot of those is especially for you know the really massive channels uh, that are still monetized on YouTube you know, there, if there's not monetization somewhere else for them to go and th- you know, they pay their mortgages with, with YouTube, so to speak, mm-hmm. it's, they're not going to drive somebody necessarily. And th- this is overall. So this isn't mm-hmm. necessarily gun this is just overall, whatever, you know, whatever it is. Right. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they're not necessarily going to drive that content to another site where they can't get monetized, at least initially. Right. Cause mm-hmm. nobody would want to take, you know, six figure hit to their annual income. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is what it is right mm-hmm. um you know so it's going to be it'll be interesting to see if the groundswell kicks on there's been a lot of things that have come up and failed mm-hmm. but look you know my look at look at the time when myspace was at the peak of its game nobody you know it was going to be there forever and then boom you know now there's a huge push against facebook thank god so yeah yeah um, you know, maybe we'll
0: maybe yeah maybe there'll be a pushback here let me get this comment in real quick from brian quick oh mm-hmm. look at that isn't that that's convenient uh, uh, Brian Quick says, kind of feel that gun videos are pretty much the same. Just to stay on YouTube, the content creators have removed the unique flavor, and now they're just commercials. Let me get this back up here. Um, I don't watch gun videos much anymore. And uh, and one of the things that I've noticed, and I'm, we're still putting up gun videos, but YouTube's knocking them down pretty uh, pretty severely here and but I've noticed when I pull out snippets like let's say from doing the podcast when I put those up or when I'm just talking about things those tend to do a little bit better on YouTube that's what people are looking and I do feel maybe like what Brian Quick is saying that there's a lot of people out there like what you know what am I even doing here because they they can already see the signs that in order to survive everything's pretty much starting to look like everything else. You know, um, so that's that's interesting. OK, so in terms of full 30, I don't know if you guys want to comment on that, but in terms of full 30 and GunStreamer, what are you guys thinking about these platforms? Are they offering you what you want to? I know full 30 just announced that they went through ownership change, which we've kind of known about for at least a year, I think, in my opinion. But um, they're they're announcing it now. And they're trying to change the way that they're doing things and gunstreamer also is going through ownership change so what are you guys thinking about these two platforms
2: for me i don't know
0: really much
2: about the new ownership uh on either one Mm -hmm. so i you know i I don't i don't know where it's headed Mm -hmm. um you know it's it's unfortunate especially gunstreamer wasn't able to stay self-sufficient and they needed to Bringing other things on the other side, it's really good that they didn't go under and that you know they, they found a way to keep going. I'm really happy about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the full 30 thing, it'll be interesting to see where this plays out. Um, I don't even remember if they have the app up yet or not. Um, I don't think so.
0: Um... I don't think the
1: app the app is in beta. I'm on the I'm on the beta at least on the Android beta.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so it
1: is right. it is co- it's coming. Um, they they've got some bugs they got to work yeah. through, but it they're trying.
2: I I see a huge thing with people wanting apps. Um, I don't, Mm -hmm. for me, I don't like to install a lot of apps on my phone. If I can get there through my web browser, I would much rather go through Firefox Mm -hmm. than go through anything else, just like I don't have Facebook installed on my thing. I wouldn't even have Instagram on Mm -hmm. my phone if it wasn't for the fact that you have to have Instagram on your phone. Yeah.
0: And I think everyone's doing their viewing in a different way. I think a lot of younger people are doing it on their phone. Um, I've noticed my kids and they're like, in, they're in, uh, 1920, they're in that category. Um, I think there's, uh, people doing it on the computer. I know I like to look at all my YouTube videos on the TV <laughs> or just like, 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 I use YouTube, Netflix, you know, all those different things. Mm-hmm. It works through my TV, makes me happy. That's where I'm actually settling down and looking at stuff. Other than that, I'm probably looking at it on an iPod, uh, iPad, if I'm working, or maybe on my phone if I'm in a rush and something's up, or I'm not home and I need to take a look at something, then I look at it in my phone. So I feel like everyone's falling somewhere in there. Do we have? Um, do we? Is there anything? Neither one of those is on um, a TV app, right? Oh. Not to my knowledge. No. Oh. Yeah. yeah. That would be that would be a big thing. Um, and then so some I think. Like when it comes to full 30, I believe that Jared Markle's running it now. He's the CEO. Yeah. And the new owner, I forgot his name, but he's a, he was in the, uh, he's a guy that was in the, uh, the, uh, how do we put it here? He was uh, in the communities, in the tactical special ops communities for a long time, you know, his former military guy, but I think he's uh, been building up a fortune or something like that since he since he got out. That's about really all that I know. I maybe there's folks out there that have heard of him. Um I think that to do something like this takes money. And then when it comes over to Gunstreamer, um the the guy we had we actually had Matt from Gun Critic. So he uh he was on and he's the guy who's taken over Gunstreamer. Gun critic I never heard of before, but they kind of do ratings on guns and somehow they're gonna mix those things together. But you know we have we we've still got to see what's going on here because I think right now there's a lot of holes in GunStreamer. So for example, I don't know we've got some issues with it pulling over videos, and I don't know if anyone's taking tech questions over there or doing anything, or it's like moving like a ghost ship right now. Um, yeah, I'm
1: not yeah, sure I, I... you know, I have I have a little bit of frustration with GunStreamer too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I when I upload to GunStreamer because GunStreamer you can suck your YouTube video right in and have mm-hmm. it pull everything in. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work for me because I end up with like, you know, a video that's like this big in the screen. Mm-hmm. Um hmm. so I I stopped I stopped doing that and i Yeah, just I've never heard of that, but like that's I, so
0: that's new. So I'm guessing there's a lot of things like that going on. Like people having different yeah. problems. Yeah. So, so I
1: just stopped doing that and I just upload like I do other platforms. Yeah. Yeah. And then I just copy paste and that's how I get through the gun streamer thing. Um, you know, I, am waiting to see what's happened, uh, what happens with both platforms. Um, Mm I, I like Gunstreamer. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I think it's a pretty good platform. I like Full30. I've had some pretty frank conversations with, with Jared. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, I told him that when, when the ownership change, I go, you know, Full30 is kind of like being a boat owner. You have your, you know, your, your two happiest days is the day you get your boat and the day you sell your boat. <laughs> and full thirty was like that for me. The happiest one, you know, my happiest day was I got my full thirty channel. Mm-hmm. And then I was coming up with my next happiest day of full thirty of leaving because I was having so many problems. I was opening tickets with with support; they weren't doing anything. Uh, I was, uh, you know, annoyed with things. And mm-hmm. yeah, he opened up to me. He's like, "Hey, look, you got a problem? Let me know." And you know, I've. I've sent them some things and, you know, things happened and I, I think they're trying to turn that platform around. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I mean, let's face it, full 30 monetization dropped one day in January.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, it's been on, just, it's been on and off. So, yeah. Yeah. There's certain things this I don't know, man, I've been following full 30 for a long time. Obviously, full 30 originally was started by Mac. Um, there's a guy out in Tampa and then, uh, what's the name of the guy, um, there's someone in Canada, like a a YouTuber that I, uh, I'm trying to remember exactly what his, uh, what his name is. But anyway, so those three folks got together, started Full 30, um, you know, and, and then it went through some different things here and it's probably kind of almost died several times and then kicked up and every time it was close to dying you know, there wasn't any revenue from it. And and then maybe if something came up, then the revenue came back. If new ownership or possibly new ownership that came back and then went out and came back and went out. So um, I don't know if there's anything going like that now. And I'm not even trying to say that, that, I don't personally think that's the number one thing. Ultimately here, I would like to see a platform that I can rely on and take the, the time that necessary to invest in doing it because it's a lot of stuff like I personally have several channels you know I've got my main YouTube channel this one uh, I've separated other things that I'm doing you know like the car stuff and it's really tough to juggle all of that as well as social media and doing all the things that it takes to do and I'm, I'm doing this like full time you know so it's tough to do all of that so if I've got to go and upload stuff on gunstreamer and do stuff over there then I have to go do it on full 30 then I have to deal with YouTube then YouTube's constantly going after the videos then we got to take videos down put videos back up answer share this stuff you know it's it's insane it's insane so I, I really want to um, it's important to me the biggest thing is I want communication I want to actually be able to talk to the people behind it actually talk to them. You know, not to say that they have to spend all their lives talking to me, but I want to make sure I can communicate with these people and not just now that everything's feels brand new to them, that they want to talk to me, because if I make a massive investment in that and it goes wrong, you know, that's a lot of time wasted. And then I'm kind of just left out there. You know, what what do you guys feel about that?
1: Well, I, I agree. I mean, that's why I kind of diversify the platform and I load, upload to just about everything. I used to upload to even more, but I, I just can't keep doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, just uploading takes mm-hmm. time and, mm-hmm. um, you know, and bandwidth. And the, those are just two things I just don't have a lot of to deal mm-hmm. with, you know, mm-hmm. to work with. So I'm picking my, my cores now. And, you know, I'm a, a lot smaller channel than both of you. Mm-hmm. And I'm. I'm keeping up with things I can't imagine what you guys are doing um, you know because I'll have comments coming in from YouTube coming in from full 30 coming in from gunstreamer and just trying to keep up with three platforms of comments on this the exact same video mm-hmm. and it, it's almost maddening because it's like someone asked questions like I just answered that over there mm-hmm. um, so it, it's it's annoying mm-hmm. um, I, I'd like to see some something happen I don't know what the what the fix to this is going to be, but I just decided that these are going to be my three platforms I'm going to push, and I'm going to sit this one, you know, I'm going to sit this one out and see what happens, and I'm going to do things when I can. And um, you know, when Hank on your podcast when you were talking about GunStreamer and you guys were talking about maybe you have specific content that's only available on GunStreamer, that that whole conversation you guys had, um, I was, you know, I was listening to that and. I'm thinking in my my mind is I have a new video concept. Maybe I only launch that on a gun streamer or a full thirty. Mm-hmm. But which one do I pick?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, mm-hmm. Which one Which one's going to help me out the most? Um, and I'm holding back because unfortunately you know, mm-hmm. I'm just in the beginning stages of that content, trying to work the bugs out and what mm-hmm. the format's going to be. But sooner or later I'm going to have to make a decision of where that's that content's going to go, and you know who do I back?
0: Mm-hmm. It, yeah. I just don't know yet. Yeah, it's, that's a good point, man. That's a good point. What were you going to say, Joe?
2: Yeah, I think I've tried to stay pretty neutral in the full 30 gun streamer side and try mm-hmm. and promote both of them equally. Um, I will say that, um, you know, and there's been ownership changes and all kinds of stuff that happened with the full 30. Gun streamer's always been pretty receptive to me that, you know, it's a content creator. They reached out to me, uh, you know, they met with me at, uh, at SHOT Show and, mm-hmm. you know, as far as communication and whatnot, I think they've been, you know, obviously we got something going on these the last couple of months. I haven't talked to them, you know, in a month or two. I haven't needed to though, mm-hmm. um, but they've been, really receptive it seems like they really cared and i always got a great sense of talking with all the folks gun streamer mm-hmm. i did just check all my videos i uploaded one today i did a new silencer video that came one up, up today and i imported that from youtube over uh and that one went up fine too i looked at a couple of the other ones mm-hmm. and uh they're both uh they're both fine so mm-hmm. uh, so, so that's good news. I haven't mm-hmm. seen any upload issues with GunStreamer. I have mm-hmm. actually had a number of issues with Full Thirty over the last few months. Most of those seem to be resolved now. And the uh, Jared uh, gentleman, uh, he's been mm-hmm. he's been emailing. Uh, I had one or two emails back and forth with him not long ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they seem a lot more receptive now. I think in that transition, maybe whatever. So either way, I'm 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 pleased for both platforms. Again, I don't know which one to support of the other, and I would love to see you know the users, uh, you know, you know, who are out there, um, you know, as a community, if you will, d- you know, j- just preferably pick both, mm-hmm. or you know, whatever you want to do. Start investing your views there when you're going to watch mm-hmm. gun videos, um, and I know it's kind of counterintuitive, but you know, preferably, you know, like I said, if somebody's looking for a new video that I upload and you get that notification on YouTube, um, and you didn't get it, you know, somewhere else. Go pop over and watch it instead on GunStreamer Full Thirty. Don't watch it on YouTube. Um, mm-hmm. And 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 I've seen some of that feedback from some of my subscribers that they're doing that.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, you know, to drive content there. You know, drive users there, but it's -hmm. going to be up to the community. It's just like any of these other social media platforms. And, and I'm guilty of using YouTube way too much too. Um, even as much as I hate them, you know, they're, they're so ubiquitous, everything is there that it becomes easy to just click from one video to the next. Mm -hmm. And those algorithms are there. Those suggested videos are there to engage you and to pull you in purposefully Mm -hmm. and keep you there. And the way that sometimes randomly these suggestions come up. They're not random. There is a whole hive mind computer back there coming mm-hmm. up with these algorithms based upon your watch history that just compounds itself. So, you know, it could be something allegedly out of left field that they know based on their algorithms is going to pull you in. So it, it, I get it. it tr- mm-hmm. Trust me. I get it. At the same time, it's going to take diligent effort and hard work to get the community to 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 start really supporting these other ones
0: yeah and i'm not trying to pick any winners out of this i'm pretty sure jared jared markle is uh you know uh i'm trying to remember what was the name of his dad that they have student of the gun those are the student of the gun guys right so okay yeah i
2: knew i knew that name from
0: somewhere i didn't even put two and two together until now right and it's got to be tough for him to try to figure all this out Answer okay. all the the different questions that's going on there. So far as GunStreamer, um, I think that uh, Matt, the guy from Gun Critic, that's all brand new. That all happened within literally the last couple of weeks. So I don't even know if he's moved into GunStreamer yet. You know what I mean? So he might have technical ownership over it, but is he actually in there? He's not necessarily a tech guy who's doing tech stuff. You know? Was so- it?
2: Did Did he just? Buy it and acquire it, or is there some kind of partnership there? Or did he? Do, do, My do you know?
0: understanding, and I know Armament and Axes asked a question about this too, which I'll get up there. So Armament and Axes says, "Did Hiccup Forty Five help Gunstreamer out money wise?" So just to answer that question, and and then get to the the one that you just asked. um You know, he did talk about this on the show. He said that when Gunstreamer was going down, and we all got the um, the email that hey, we're gonna we're closing this down. Hickok got that as well, and then Hickok reached out, I think, to the guys at Bud's Gun Shop, who he's, you know, he does stuff with Bud's. I believe Bud sponsors him, um, so he reached out to them. One of the partners there knows Matt, their partners, I think, and somehow they they got Matt to reach out because and and when I reached out to, um, I didn't speak to Hickok about this because I don't have any way of uh, talking to him. <laughs> we we're, we're not like. Uh, I don't have a a number or anything. Yeah, but I did reach out to Big John, who's cool. He's been here on the show. Mm -hmm. I reached out to him over social media. He at first didn't even know what that was about. I was like, oh, did did Hickok do this? And then when I explained to him, you know, everything I just said, that Hickok called up uh, Buds and asked if they could do something. And then they reached out to this guy. He said, "Okay, that sounds like what happened but he's not aware of who the guy actually actually is. So that's kind of a long way of answering that question that I don't, like Hickok I don't believe is financially at all involved in it. He just didn't want to see Gunstreamer go down because this is where his content is as well, like a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. And he realizes because he, he got hit with that and he's, I don't know, I think probably the biggest guy doing what we're all doing. And YouTube deleted their channel like twice within a couple of weeks. You know, so he wants this thing to exist. He reached out to someone. That's how Matt got involved in that. And from what Big John said, they hope it works well. And I think Matt from uh from Gun Critic slash gun streamer came on to find out from us what we could all do. So hopefully I hope everyone wins. I don't think these like I have seen people say, Oh, you know, these uh these companies need to merge and get together. I don't think so. <laughs> no, no, we
2: yeah. we 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 need we need viable competing platforms. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that, that's because you never know when, you know, uh, you know, just like when the three founding partners founded full 30, they said they'd Mm -hmm. never ever sell. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, they, they, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and obviously, you know, things changed and they had to whatever happened there. Mm -hmm. But I mean, let's say the two of them get together and, you know, everything's great. And then, you know, for whatever reason, something happens and they get bought out by one large conglomerate. And, and then boom, everything's done, you know, <laughs> then it's YouTube all over again. Right. Yeah. Um, no. be, be, because, and I mean, I'll, I'll be as honest as I can here. If a large company sees something really growing and doing well, if it's like a Google, a U, you know, if it's like a Google or, uh, or, uh, uh, who the hell are the people who own Snapchat? One of those large companies, right? You know, Yahoo, whatever the company is, mm-hmm. if they see a, plat a uh, uh, platform up and coming and they know they're really tight on funds or they're, you know, almost month to month or whatever, they'll come in and dangle an insane amount of cash over their head that to the people who are holding it is like, oh my God, that's a bajillion dollars. Mm-hmm. And for that company up there, it's it's a drop in the bucket to 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 acquire mm-hmm. this. Um, mm-hmm. and it, it can happen like that. Yeah, and then, so then they don't always push the platform platforms.
0: forward, right? Sometimes they buy it to shelve it.
2: Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. They'll pur- they'll purposely buy it to it. I mean, if yeah. YouTube thought there was a viable, uh, it, you know, gun streamer, let's say, for example, because Gunstreamer mm-hmm. hosted a lot more than, uh, than just, they posted pretty much everything. If they mm-hmm. thought it was going to, if they saw the numbers, and you know that, you know, there's somebody there at the home office who's watching every single trending platform, just like Facebook is everything else. Mm-hmm. And if they see it going, they're going to grab it, just mm-hmm. like they did with Instagram, right? Mm-hmm they see it going up. They're going to get in there and they're going to grab it quick e- either to take it over and to run it or to shelve it because they don't want the competition for, let's say, YouTube. Mm-hmm. And we see it happen over and over again. And that's that's where we are with some of these mm-hmm. big corporations. I mean, it's, it's just
0: we need we need yeah. this competition in the space. It's kind of yes. tough because uh, as we're saying here, we've got to somehow focus and we have to know where because I believe. So let's say there's a couple of things here that I want to get into. Um, first of all, and by the way, I see CloverTac out there. Shout out to CloverTac. Hey, Clover. Yeah. Um, uh, Clover, I think you wanted me to share something, and I try to find it in my emails today, and I can't find it. So email it to me again, and, uh, and I'll try to share it tonight, okay? Sorry about that, man. <laughs> a lot of emails coming through here. Um, so where was I? Um, you know. Competition. I, huh? Yeah, the competition. You <laughs> we were talking about competition. Yeah. Um, I really think that, okay, I totally lost my frame, of what, I was, what I was thinking about there. Okay, these two, we're talking about these two platforms, right? And they're competing mm-hmm. against each other. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we really, really need to have that competition, but we all want to decide, like, who do we go for, you know? And, and I think what's going to happen is that, let's say tomorrow, um, YouTube says, no more gun content, Right? It's going to be devastating to us, we want an option out there. The other, the other people who are really going to be devastated is the industry. Because where does the industry get any kind of attention? They get most of it on YouTube and then the rest of it in other social media. And probably after YouTube smacks us upside the head, you're going to see because that's what these companies do. They're sitting down talking to each other and coordinating everything. I think they're just not doing it to us right now because they don't have political coverage. An election yeah. could swing all of that, and then YouTube hits us, and then Instagram hits, and Facebook, which belong to each other, and then this mm-hmm. thing and that thing, and then the gun industry, not just us, no one has anywhere to go to, right? And it seems to me like the industry is waiting, and we're trying to figure out like where exa- like where who do we make that investment in. Because what we have to do right now before that happens is we need to use whatever social media we have to kind of like funnel everyone. To say to people, hey, this is the place you need to go to and try to follow us there because if something happens, we're gonna be over here. That's the really tough thing. So when I thought about all of this happening and I was looking at the industry and realizing that the industry wasn't helping, I'll tell you guys, not this last shot show, the one before that, I went out to SHOT Show on my own dime. That's mostly, sometimes if I go there and someone's helping us go there, I tell everyone about it. That's happened, I think, maybe twice. So I went to SHOT Show on my own dime. Like, me and Lola flew out there, stayed in a hotel and everything. Every single meeting that I had, instead of it being for uh, what we do here at Hank Strange, I try to help the gun streamer people to meet people in the industry. I spent... I'm telling you guys, at Chacho, I spent about eighty percent of my time doing that, and it really, in my opinion, went nowhere. You know, so it really, it really bothers me that the industry was just like, okay, this is cool, but we're gonna sit on the fence and wait and see what happens until we all get kicked off. And so, what I decided to do was come back and push HankStrange.com more because I own that. And if I get people's emails, if I get people to follow me there, I own it. When um, YouTube deleted my channel at about 60,000 subscribers, I realized real quick, guess what? I don't have any kind of ownership over 60,000 subscribers when YouTube deletes it. I got access to no one. And then when they're they're screening me and doing all these kinds of things, they control the access I have anyway. So even if I have 100,000 subscribers today, what does it really mean?
2: they can snap their fingers it's over with overnight
0: they're doing it right now
2: <laughs> yeah and they are yeah they're doing it, 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 it yeah. it's, it's not a it, it's not a question of if at this point it's a question mm-hmm. of when and yeah i, I, I agree 100 with your thing and your your email list was the same reason why i started an email list as well um mm-hmm. and you know i mean i don't think i've sent out an email in like six weeks now actually mm-hmm. You know, it maybe more than that. Um,
0: you should more, while. man. I found it to okay. be very effective. So everyone doesn't I, want I that should. because I think there's, you know, if, if anyone's out there trying to do it, uh, uh, Banshee, I don't know if you've tried to do that. But sometimes at first it seems like, oh, man, I don't want to email people. That's invading their privacy or something.
1: Yeah. No, it's it's been on my list of things to do. Um, uh, my wife and I have talked about it for over a year now about doing the whole uh, mailing list and coming up with uh, newsletters and things like that. Uh, we just have other priorities for the channel right now, like mm-hmm. building an audience. Mm-hmm. Um, now that, uh, I'll be honest with you, the, the the my channel took off because of the whole coronavirus with everybody stuck at home. Mm-hmm. Um, I My subscriber rate just went through the roof and mm-hmm. so did my view counts because people were there and people are starting to follow me more. That is definitely thing. Is something that we're probably going to accelerate, and it's probably mm-hmm. going to happen next year. Mm-hmm. Um, because once you get that, and th- that's the whole reason why I, when I launched my channel, I launched a website with it. I can control the website, mm-hmm. um, or you know, some days you control me. At least, me, like at least you days. have
0: ownership over that, though. That's the thing. Exactly, it, it's better to own ten people, a hundred people, and I'm not saying we don't own them. There's no slavery. But at least you own your relationship with those people. Let's just put it that way for anyone who wants yeah. to get it twisted. It's better to own that relationship with a hundred people, you know, mm-hmm. through their emails that you can communicate directly than to have ten thousand subscribers on YouTube, but YouTube decides they're only gonna notify ten people when you put up a video.
1: Well, you have a different relationship with an email list. Mm-hmm. Than, uh, than you do with subscribers. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at, uh, I'm sure if you look at all of our channels, at our stats, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the amount of views that we have from sh- for subscribers versus non-subscribers, mm-hmm. our subscribers are, you know, this much of our view counts. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you, sub- if you subscribe to a, an email and I come out with a newsletter, you know, an email mm-hmm. list and I come out with a newsletter, I can tailor content to the people that really want to follow me and want to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I can write content like, hey, this is what's happening, just things that I just can't do a video on really quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those are some things that I just kind of, you know, th- that's why I want that because I want, I want to have a better relationship with my, you know, the people who consume my content. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to make them feel that they're involved with what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So no, I, I get that. It's, it's yeah. something that I'm definitely going to, start accelerating
0: soon. Yeah. I think it's important. So like Joe, if I, if I could give you advice, I mm-hmm. don't know, it might be out of place for me to do it. But no,
2: pl- please do. I'm I, trying to share to the Instagram story right now. It's <laughs> just, it, for whatever reason, it doesn't want to post us to Instagram.
0: Oh, okay. Block. I would say this, right. man, if you have that email list, when you're putting out your videos, mm-hmm. make up a little email write up like about that video and send it out. And, and the folks that really support you, they'll see that in their thing. You know, and they'll go, oh, okay, because YouTube, YouTube has totally left you in the lurch, right? Mm -hmm. So this is like these are things that we have to use to reach out to people. Um, It's why I started doing, um, you know, focusing more on this podcast, like even though this is still live on YouTube, I'm hoping one day there'll be an alternative. But this is my way to speak to people. Then I give out a phone number. So I have a phone number on my phone. People could call me, text me. You know, and then there's the email list that like we have to try to do these kind of things because we have ownership over it. And, yes, we still have to support these different platforms, I think, like uh, Full30 and Gunstreamer and then Mm -hmm. hope that the industry like comes out of the stone ages and realizes. Like, can you imagine that Gunstreamer and Full30 were both up for sale and none of these big companies out there were like, you know what? Maybe we want. And if you look at their websites, you know, I'm not trying to knock anyone out there, but you you tell me the name of a, a company in the gun industry that's big, and if we go look at their website, it's shit. Just understand that for a second. And then there's pl- there's people that actually have a platform, like a platform gun streamer, a platform full thirty. That's actually what these big guys should be doing, right? Their thing should mm-hmm. be more than just a website. It should be a platform where you can see their stuff that they make or sell or whatever, and then here's videos from different people, and then people can get on there and talk to each other and all that, and they have an opportunity to buy that on the cheap and they don't do it. It makes no freaking sense, except for the fact that this is how messed up the industry is. Right now, everything is selling anything gun related is selling so the By people kind of yeah the people in the firearms industry are so freaking backwards right and ignorant i'm just i know that's going to hurt some people's feelings if they're listening to me and they're in the industry you're so backwards and ignorant that because everything is selling, you refuse to invest in your future. It's almost Mm -hmm. like you don't believe in America, you don't believe in the Constitution, you don't believe in the Second Amendment, you don't believe in guns. You just wanna sell everything you can right now and forget the future. You're not thinking like, how am I gonna communicate with gun people out there? What are we gonna do? You're not thinking about it because you're just selling everything and making money. I I agree agree with that a
2: lot. And one Mm -hmm. of the big things with it is for, for, you know, some of the manufacturers who can't get it through their head, the concept you just, you just, you just put out there. Let me put it in another context from a business standpoint. All right. If this, if the ability to get the knowledge on your products out there goes away, Mm -hmm. you're not going to sell as much new laws are passed. You're not going to sell as much. You have to, if if for no other reason than pure business sense, you need to invest in protecting your business, expanding, growing your business. It's <laughs> your business. You know, I mean, one on one. Right. Exactly. So, and uh-huh. I think this goes to you know, kind of, kind of, you know, your your point that a lot a lot of gun businesses are a bit ignorant on this. They mm-hmm. they don't really truly understand social media, anything else. It seems like. And I see it a lot. I mean, how, how many different gun groups or gun manufacturers go and select ad agencies, marketing agencies, for example, out of New York? Now, we know there's one or two big ones out of the New York area that know nothing about guns. I mean, literally nothing. It's because they carry a large-name brand. All of a sudden, they're like, oh, well, we're going to go with them. I know, pick, I, know, wanna, I know a
0: you big – I, I know a company in the gun industry a couple of years ago that literally showed me a 30-second commercial – they spent half a million dollars on and they went to one of those big ad agencies. And I was like, damn, dudes, damn, yep. half a million. There's people in the gun community that are out here advocating for you every single day. You could have what's what exactly is the deal? You know, and they're all like happy like to show off this 30. I don't even think it was 30. I think they did two 15 second things for half a million dollars. Yeah. It, that,
2: that that's the kind of insanity there because in a lot of times they'll pull and and I mean we see it from both aspects but you know mm-hmm. you'll 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 see the flashy, super super over the top highly polished things that companies like Coca Cola for example, you know if they drop half a million dollars on two fifteen second ads that's nothing for them they don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you're talking about companies, especially with fire, you know, a lot of firearms manufacturing, there isn't a whole lot of margin there, mm-hmm. uh, not with firearms, at least specifically, mm-hmm. I mean, accessories and stuff, there's, you know, tons of margin, but when it comes to, when it comes to firearms, a lot of them, there's not a ton of, ton of, uh, especially, you know, it's not a ton of room mm-hmm. and they're engaging these large groups that don't understand their client, don't understand the clientele. They certainly don't understand the product. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and, and they're pushing things that just don't make sense. And I see and I see it a lot with a lot of manufacturers when they jump over and, you know, a couple of people that they have, you know, s- some kind of in-house marketing group and, you know, I'm, you know, I speak with them a little bit. I'm like, man, you know, it's probably not a good call for you. There's several other you know, groups that are centered on sports hunting, you know, it, even if it's not truly Second Amendment, it's at least in the sphere that do really good stuff. And uh, they're like, well, you know, this is a big, you know, whatever. And we got it. They, they knocked a great, you know, whatever off what they normally do. I'm like, look, anybody's going to anybody for a first time client is going to knock a big chunk off. Right. Allegedly. Mm-hmm. And who knows if it even is because you don't even know because you can't compare it to anything because they're not in your sphere. Mm-hmm. It's just it it's frustrates insanity. Me. And I see it. it yeah. I, imagine I
0: it imagine for a second if you were the people at um, Blockbuster Video or even a better one, a Barnes and Noble, but both mm-hmm. of these, you'll see why I'm saying it's relative. Let's mm-hmm. say you were the guys there and you could get in a time machine and come forward in time and then go back in time. I think you would buy the living crap out of Amazon. Yeah. I think you would buy the living crap out of oh. Amazon stock. If you were Barnes and Noble people, you would do that. If you were Blockbuster, you would go back and buy Netflix. Why the hell is the gun industry knowing that what they're supposed to believe, unless they're, unless they're all the way on the other side and just trying to take the money, what they're supposed to believe, they can see us all getting censored, pushed down, de and getting the, the snot kicked out of us. And then they have opportunities to come in here and support these platforms that exist out there and then even buy them cheap. Mm-hmm. They're not doing it. Go ahead. Go ahead. One of the things I'm
1: having a problem with with the industry is there's there's very little innovation going on right now, Um, and and it hasn't been for a while. Uh, You know, they're like, okay, well, you know, this has worked for us. I mean, for God's sake, Colt, figure out what you're going to do with the AR-15. Are you going to sell it? You're not going to sell it. You're going to cave the pressure. You're not going to cave the pressure. Um, We're not going to sell this anymore. Now we are. Um, When Springfield came out with the same. And they're they're trying to come up with this sexy thing. We got a new gun coming. It's like okay, that's pretty cool. And then they launched it. The first thing that went through my mind is, oh my god, did we did we really need another AR? Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, people are the, the industry is just sitting back and going, we're not going to innovate. We're just going to keep on cranking out the same crap. Oh, we don't have an AR. Let's come up with an AR. Let's come out with a sexy ad campaign and let's sell another AR. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I'd like to see. What the next thing's going to be. You know, okay, yeah, great. You have an AR. I can build one in my house too. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Uh, Show me something new. Show me, you know, a new
0: rifle concept. Yeah. It's a little Uh, late to get in on all of that, right? I mean, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Exactly. And Mm -hmm. and it kind of comes down to, you know, these platforms and how they're marketing this stuff. They're stuck in a very um, antiquated uh, marketing campaign. You know, this is how we always uh, we always did it. But yeah. you're not evolving with the times, um, like you guys were saying. You're not using the social media. Um, mm-hmm. Social media is how you can do things. Uh, you know, hey, look, we're going to get. We have this new rifle, and we're we want to you know get this out there. And what do they do? They go to the social media of, oh, here's a channel that has a million subscribers. Mm-hmm. That's going to do it for us. Well, yeah, but your conversion rates on smaller channels are probably a lot higher. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so because these people are going to give it a little more time, give it and and polish up what they think about the gun. Um, well, that just shows I, that I, this, they don't
0: understand. Like, there's nothing wrong with going exactly. to the big guys, but a person spending money is not going to look at any. So let's so let's say. Um, Just picture in your mind whatever big YouTuber out there that you want to picture, right? I don't want to particularly go after anyone here. And they, you go there and they maybe they make a video and that gets 3 million views. And your product is in some little tiny section of that video. Okay, someone, yes, 3 million people just saw that. Maybe 300,000 people are thinking about that. Maybe out of that, 30,000 folks are actually like, oh, maybe I'm gonna go here and I'm gonna go look for other videos. That's what happens. They don't immediately go and buy anything, right? They're like, oh, let me see what other people think. So if you have any brains, you would have spread this out a little bit so that, like we said before, the, the audience out there is identifying with whoever they want to. So now they want to know what does 13C gun reviews think about this, right? What does the screaming banshee think about this? I want to hear his take on it. And then they go look at your take on it and then they're gonna, by the way, then they're gonna go look at someone else's take, then they're gonna, what do you do? What do I do before I spend money? And then they make up their mind, but these guys are so like crazy, they're making the same mistake they made with magazines. Oh, we're in a magazine here it is framed in my office no one's buying it oh what's going on here a yeah, big deal now um, yeah.
1: you know, what, what what online platform are you on now yeah that's, that's what people want to know and you know we have a younger generation coming up that they think completely different than, than the way everybody has thought before mm-hmm. um, you know these are people that have never known life without a computer
3: mm-hmm.
1: Um you know, I, I started working in computers, and you know, when I was a kid, I started doing basic programming in 1980 mm-hmm. in in school. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can remember a time where we, I didn't have a, I didn't have a computer. I can remember a time when I had four TV channels, mm-hmm. and at midnight they went off the air. Yeah, um, so you just had <laughs> you, you had you, had the, you could there. listen to yeah, you had
0: the flag. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Had the flag and the yeah. national anthem. That yeah. was it. Mm-hmm. Now you have uh entertainment and media and information 24 7 no matter where you're at mm-hmm. um if i want to look at it on my phone fine i can look at it on my phone um so these companies aren't i mean they're just not evolving with the times and that's gonna it's gonna hurt it's gonna hurt in the long run
0: yeah if you add all of this up it's hundreds of millions of dollars in the firearms industry and and there's no sense. There's no, there's no kind of sense. I really, really believe a lot of these companies do not care. Ultimately, they want to sell everything and if whoever becomes, uh, gets into office tomorrow, whoever has control, if those people are anti-gun, they don't plan on fighting back, they're not planning on doing anything, right? Because I cannot really believe, they can't tell, they can't look me in the face. And tell me, oh, no, we care about the Second Amendment. It's not just we're just not trying to sell stuff. If you are, if you are and you're running a company and you think that you've got like, you know, any kind of intelligence, you'll be up. You'll be all over this. What like what how much money does it take for a company to go hire another company to come in, let's say, IT and change their their uh, their website and stuff like that? Millions of dollars. Millions of dollars if you have something running as a platform and you're saying that you're some kind of innovator, right? Like you're talking about oh, innovators, this is you how are you selling stuff? You're 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 marketing on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and then here's a platform and it's available. <laughs> and you could buy it at pennies on the dollar and you don't go in there and do that and you don't go to those people and and say, listen, we want you to work for us. We want you to take this thing and bring it over to our thing and now we can offer the people out there that buy stuff from us, not only the guns, we can offer them a place where they could get together and talk and we'll let everyone come over there and post up their videos and do this and talk about their stuff. uh, listen, I'm not a freaking genius. (laughs) Ask Lola. (laughs) Right. I'm not it's a genius. Just, if I could figure it out, why are they not figuring that out? I don't yeah, know. The it, industry is just
1: stuck with this legacy thinking that they just can't get out of. And I, and it's, it's frustrating to me um, and it's got to be frustrating to other people. But, you know, we have like I said before, we have a younger generation coming up. If we want the sport to continue and our our rights to protect ourselves to continue, they need to start thinking about marketing to that younger generation. Mm-hmm. And let's face it, the anti-gunners already are. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. the, the, the Pro 2A needs to start going a, a going towards that market as well and, and evolving.
0: Yeah. Because, um, you know, don't Yeah. Just think, I know, Joe, you want to jump in here. Before you do, let me just say this. Just imagine how much money Ac- like NRA gave to Ackerman McQueen for NRA TV, which is nowhere today. They dropped a ton of money on that. Tens of millions of dollars. We are living in America of- right now where the people need the NRA to stand up and fight for stuff. They got nothing. They have nothing yeah. cuz they wanted to own they wanted to own people like me and you. Mm-hmm. Okay? That all didn't work out for them. Now they got nothing. Okay? The money they dropped there, they could have done this. And they could and they could have had something that would still be running. Mm-hmm. But instead they whatever nonsense happened with Ackerman McQueen, they funneled all that money over there. Now they're getting... They, they, the they got called out on yeah, it as well. Now they're settling out. Who knows? They're going to settle at some point and lots of money is going to... And then maybe mm-hmm. they'll go away and then they'll be caught out there trying to rebuild. And look at all the stuff that's happening right now and they just went about it in the, the completely wrong way. Like they have no, no sense in their mind. Go ahead. That's,
2: you, you know, we... I'm going to tie in with the earlier thing about you know no innovation you know like 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 this Springfield Saint Springfield's big problem with that was that they should have never have hyped it as this brand new awesome wonderful thing that was coming out it was another freaking AR you know that that's what destroyed the Saint because Mm -hmm. the whoever the morons they had doing marketing for them I have no idea who it is maybe I know them and I'm friends with them in the industry but they're morons for letting Mm -hmm. Springfield do that they should have put their foot down from an agency standpoint said do not do that there's not a big massive brain trust (laughs) over
0: at Springfield in my opinion no
2: there's not I mean, I, I I won't. I I've got some Springfield guns. I don't talk about them. I don't show them on the channel anymore, or pictures or anything else, because after what they did to the to the to the small dealers and gun businesses in uh, in, in, in 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 Illinois, it was is it was outrageous. And I'm still not over that. Um, mm-hmm. But regardless of whether it's Springfield or Colt, was another good example of another mammoth corporation that just can't. It's just clueless. There is actually, if you start looking at smaller companies, there is a lot of good innovation that's coming out. You look at smaller companies like CMMG, Franklin Armory, stuff like that. They're they are innovating. They're doing great stuff. Faxon, um, FosTech, uh, they're doing great stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're smaller companies. Right. They don't they don't have they don't have the budgets of the larger companies like the Colts and the Springfields or uh, or Daniel's Defense. Right. Because they mm-hmm. put the uh, double D in FUD. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I know there were a lot of excuses made for that. And I don't I, I, I don't personally know the people down there. Uh, they did what they did. And, you know, it's it, it's been a while now. So, you know, I'm more inclined to let that slide as opposed to uh, what happened with Springfield, which was a del, del, you know, deliberate effort to, mm-hmm. to sabotage everybody else in their state and cover their own, their own rear ends, but they, they, that same permeation of, you know, the big guys, so to speak, mm-hmm. you know, just being stuck in their ways. Uh, is 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 why the full thirties or the gun streamers or whatever aren't getting any support. The the small amount of money that they could, you know, in in term in grand schemes of things, right? Because you mm-hmm. see some of these big, you know, like the, some of the money Colt puts into their ads or uh, or Springfield puts into some of their their really polished ads. You know, they're dropping significant coin on that. They takes they take that money instead, which generally speaking isn't getting a lot of views anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 buy a small ownership portion, maybe even it's just ten percent, right, to help, mm-hmm. and then. And at least they retain some sort of ownership for the company to, to show some results coming back later. Mm-hmm. They don't have, they don't have to buy it. They don't have to, but if, you know, you have, you know, 10% ownership here from Colt, let's say 10% from Springfield, uh, 10% from, uh, you know, Freedom Group, whatever the case may be, right. You can, they could, and they don't want to, because they don't want to collectively work together, mm-hmm. but they could at least get some ownership in it get some sort of return, get some sort of stake and at the same time bring those up to the level that they need to compete. And if you had a big company, you you had these big companies pushing or at least in some way supporting these other ones, you would see an awesome thing. But it, it, it's, it's messed up that we're not uh, they're not doing that. It really yeah. is. And, and I agree with you wholeheartedly uh, with that, Hank. It, it's, it's just it makes no sense. And
0: it sucks, they, they don- it sucks, it than sucks donkey balls. It, It sucks sweaty, hot, donkey balls dipped in mud and shit, okay, what these companies are doing. Like, I've tried to talk to them, man. I've taken a lot of time to try to talk to these guys and be like, listen, this is going to happen. Get Mm -hmm. on board somehow. Create Mm -hmm. an ecosystem. You don't have to, don't believe me, you know, don't go out and buy this platform Mm -hmm. or that platform. Make one. Yeah. Make one. You want to invest your money in something? Invest in that you know but they just I don't know man they're just waiting for everything to get burned down and when it's too late they're gonna think about it and I think this is like this is a massive problem in the, in the gun industry they're leaving all of this up to places like the NRA they're leaving it up to the NSSF um, you know what Dude, you're done then, you're done. Yeah. Because if those, if those guys are supposed to be the leaders and on the edge and know everything, why aren't they giving you the right kind of advice? Why aren't they seeing, why aren't they looking at this? They're not, they don't care, they just wanna get paid. And then they just wanna pay us back in lip service and pretend that they care about the second amendment and that they're thinking about the fight. You're not gonna win a fight if you don't have a strategy. If you don't have a plan, if you don't have tools to fight that to fight that battle with, you're done. And they're not doing any of that. We,
2: we, they, it needs to be got, we need to get ahead of the, the ball is rolling and we need to get ahead of it now, you know, waiting until, you know, the clamp is put down. It's almost too too late late.
0: right now, man. We're going to get, we're going to get down to the end of this year and to some elections Mm -hmm. and all, everyone's going to say to us, oh, you got to support us. If you don't vote for us, you got nothing. (laughs) That's it. So that's what we're all gonna get left with, that we're gonna mm-hmm. have to vote for some idiots, okay? And if at the end of the day, even if we come out and do that, if things flip in this country, then it's a whole new ball game. It's a whole new ball game and you have nothing. Like all we're gonna be left with is that we're gonna have to make a choice. We're gonna have to go, okay, am I gonna give this up or am I gonna, and I'm, am I gonna turn around now and fight for this thing? Okay. And Virginia, I know I see John Crump in here. Just take a look at Virginia. That should be a good guide of where everything's, everything. Uh, would have, you would have
2: thought four, yeah. four years ago, if we were talking about Virginia the way we have and what they're doing right now, you just, everybody has said you were crazy. Yeah. Uh, it, it's no different than four months ago, if we would have said there have been mask mandates all over the country and you had to wear cloth face coverings, everybody would have <laughs> laughed, laughed you off the stage. Yeah. Because all the evidence you know, leading up to that
0: suggested otherwise. Yeah. And it's just These people are playing by it. whole new rules. Uh by the way, Lola's telling me it's Friday, stop getting worked up. Uh <laughs> um, right, yeah. yeah. Let me <laughs> it's, do I this. Try try. Let me let me um hit up this thing um that uh Clover wanted me to do. Let's see sure. here. I should be able to go to my phone. Okay. So two A patch uh twenty twenty is gonna happen. It has been funded hundred percent plus at this point so big thank you to everyone that shared it and supported. There's still time to get in on an awesome set of patches while helping some great two A organizations, creators, activists, etc. It doesn't end until midnight this Sunday. The set includes the first ever patch for Walk the Talk America, Liberty Doll, and Guns and Gadgets. Kevin Dixie's patch is uh, is uh, of his Truth Pistol, and my patch is a super secret design that will never happen again uh the clover says thanks for sharing we'll go to the indiegogo here take a look at it I'm, I, I'm i'm looking at this the first time with you guys so let's see here this where's the pictures of the patches on oh okay here's the, i guess this is the pictures of all the patches that you guys can see let me see can i open this um but okay so you can see if you go if you go to this link you'll be able to find them uh what is the link it's indiegogo.com slash project slash to a something or other here i will uh, uh let me i got to copy it into something so that i could read the rest of it here and share it with you guys and tell you how to get to it um lola if you can if you can go into my emails and then just put this in the description um we'll get a better look at it so yeah um it's indiegogo.com slash project slash to a dash patch dash batch dash 2020 hashtag boom Boom. so there you go go check that out um seems like they've got let me see what else okay so i think if you go to after that one there's more there's a fall set there's a bunch of patches and things like that so here you guys can can see what was uh sent in here go support those guys help them out you know it is really tough out there for the smaller uh the smaller guys doing what we're doing and um, anything that you all could do to support that is helpful. So there you go. Um, uh, and John Crump is saying tons of outside money and lots of shady things being done. You know, like I, one of the things, the news things I was going to talk with you guys about, um, I, think, I think I sent that to you all, but I'll, I'll flip it up here on the screen. Um, St. Louis prosecutor ordered Crime Lab to reassemble Patricia McCloskey's gun. So we all heard about this couple in St. Louis, right? And um, what's been going on with them. So the latest, obviously, was that they got charged. And then we found out that the gun was inoperable. So here's the news. Assistant Circuit Attorney Chris Hinckley stated in charging documents that the gun was readily capable of lethal use. Um, The gun Patricia McCloskey waved at protesters was inoperable. And this is important because in... um, so if you guys look at this, if you look this up, right, they're able, they've got stand your ground going on over there, but then also, in in, uh, in Missouri, you've got to um, you've got to prove that this that these guns were actually dangerous, and capable of, of creating harm. So that's why this is a big deal. So it says <laughs> the gun Patricia McCloskey waved at protesters was inoperable when it arrived at the St. Louis Police Crime Lab. But a member of Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner's staff ordered crime lab experts to disassemble and reassemble it, and wrote that it was readily capable of lethal use. In charging documents filed Monday, uh, Five on Your Side is learned uh, the, in Missouri, police and prosecutors must prove that a weapon is ready. This is what I was talking to you about. Uh, the must prove a, a weapon is readily capable of lethal use when it is used in the type of crime in which the McCloskeys have been charged. Um, and then obviously here, the there's evidence that they ordered this thing to be disassembled and then put back together in such a way that it's functional. Um, what, and then uh, like so there, there's a whole bunch of things. But what do you guys what do you guys think about this?
2: Well, yeah, it's going to come down to specific laws, mm-hmm. specific states. I don't know the thing there. I know here in Indiana, we don't have a brandishing law, but we do have a pointing law. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, uh, with our long guns, uh, shotguns, you don't need a license to carry Mm -hmm. for handguns. You need a license to carry open or concealed. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Technically you could walk into your grocery store, spin it on your finger and it wouldn't matter. Um, you know, tape it to your forehead, whatever it is, what it is. Um, Mm -hmm. so, you know, I can't speak to the laws there. I know here in Indiana, Uh, When she pointed it indiscriminately at the crowd, um, you know, she could have caught a charge for that. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, there's allegedly there were some people out in the crowd with either some things in their hands. One of them may or may not have had a gun. I don't know. Right. Um, So I I think the the thing thing in Missouri,
0: the thing in Missouri is stand your ground and the the fact that their property was private property. Mm -hmm. So this is the thing, right? Like once people are on private property. And they, regardless of whether they broke through the gate or not, if you're on private, pro- someone's private property, and they feel endangered by you, in Missouri, you know, you can you can act on that. So then, at the same time, they're trying to charge them because I know, like CB says, fake gun used in a robbery doesn't matter. Which which I understand that, but I think in Missouri sure, they so no. yeah, but in Missouri they have to prove that in mm-hmm. this case that that gun to whatever they're trying to charge them with. They have to prove that those guns were, were readily capable of inflicting harm on someone in order to actually uh, charge them with something and, and then the, definitely to win in court over that. So if they got these guns, and so let's just focus on the handgun. If that was inoperable, which they said that it was inoperable because they were using it in court, their lawyers, and they were suing the firearms industry, that's a totally different side of this, which I, I want people to think about. Like these yeah, guys were suing the firearms the industry. In
2: the huh? They're yeah. not the, 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 the Second Amendment darlings that some people have made no. them out to be. They're, no. they're, no. they're very not, – not that they, this changes in any way their right mm-hmm. to defend themselves or, or, or their property. But they – it's got to be put in context. These are not your wonderful, two-way-loving people. They're, they're antis for, for mm-hmm. any better, mm-hmm. better lack of word. Yeah. Well, they're,
1: they're gun owners, not gun people.
2: Yeah. I, mean, I, and I, I don't a, know
1: if
0: they're actually gun owners because I'm not necessarily
2: sure if they're gun owners per se, right. Because yeah. as Hank was saying, you know, they, they basically they pretty much had these things in their possession, the handgun at least, because mm-hmm. they were using it for a suit to sue. Yeah. So, you know, just because you have possession of something doesn't necessarily mean you're the owner or that you're an owner yeah. of things.
0: Yeah. And so, also also and like, one gun
2: owner gun really doesn't make you a well It's a different story. Sorry, go ahead.
0: Yeah, I mean, and and I don't think that negates their right, you know, to castle doctrine or to protect their property or anything like that, for sure. But they definitely didn't have that gun for the purpose of protection until they all of a sudden found it. It just goes back to say to me to say these guys felt somehow in danger. Mm -hmm. And we weren't we all weren't there. Right. But they somehow felt in danger. So this is this is uh, this is what they decided to do. I think when it comes to the AR-15 that I read in the papers that when the cops went there to get that gun, there was no ammo in it and there was no ammo in the house. Now, could they have taken all the ammo and flushed it down the toilet or whatever? Sure. Yeah. (laughs) But it's also likely that they didn't have any.
2: Right, yeah. Because if the thing was there, you could be correct. And at the same time, I thought it was interesting. Um, I I, I made some commentary on, well, why did they give the handgun to the lawyer right away? And I said, and my thought was not that they had, Mm -hmm. that it was inoperable or they made it inoperable before they gave it to the lawyer, um, but was because, you know, looking at what he did versus what she did, and from Mm -hmm. my very basic understanding of, 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 of the law there, she definitely you know, qualified as without the component of trespassing, everything else, just by with just, mm-hmm. if there wasn't the private property breaking and entering issues and everything else mm-hmm. that would have been considered definitely brandishing. And then mm-hmm. whatever yeah. pointing comes down to a different, you know, there's different. Yeah. But them. I believe but
0: that, but so like, but, like but John Trump saying
2: now that yeah. it was, it was inoperable. So that's why they handed it over. And of course, you know, whether, whether his gun was, was loaded or not, we don't know. We we know it was in the fire position. Which, if there was wasn't a round in it and the hammer was forward, you can't put it in safe anyway. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, and he never actually—not in any of the stuff that I saw—he actually point purposefully pointed at someone. Mm-hmm. His his muzzle discipline was poor, but I didn't see him actually pointing yeah. at anyone.
0: Yeah. And John Crump is just saying on this armed robbery is covered under a different law. And so, you know, if these people had the right to defend themselves on their private property and they felt threatened. Yes. Look, I'm not agreeing with how they did it. Right. Like we, we talked about this. I, I mean, personally, I would have. And, and we had a, a discussion with Kevin Dixie where he said something like like this happened in St. Louis. Um, and, and, you know, there were riots and stuff like that. And he went out there with his gun on a sling. And, you know, he was ready, but he didn't he wasn't pointing it at anyone or anything like that. Um, It's just it's just a matter of like, I hate to say the horrible bad word here, training or practice or whatever. Right. However, if they felt in danger, they could have done all these things. But there is something in the law because we have too many laws and laws are complicated. There saying, Hey, you could charge these people if they were doing something in a menacing way, but then also what they were menacing with was actually capable of inflicting harm. If that one gun was not capable of it, okay, and when they got that gun they flipped that around, then to me that could be a problem. Oh, that's that's-
2: it could be a big problem. You know?
0: Prosecutorial uh, abuse. Um, what's, yeah. what's the actual word? Prosecution. Yeah. Unless, unless they're trying to say that, oh, uh, this no. gun was – yeah. Maybe they're trying to say this gun was always operable. It was always operable. And they, we just, you know, these guys was... made it inoperable when they gave it to us. Yeah. But now you're going well, to have
1: to – How they prove that. Though. Exactly. That's, that's the whole thing. Yeah.
0: yeah. How do you prove that? And then also – how do you – because if these people were using it in court, it was obviously going into court. They must have evidence of that. Right. You know? And then you have to prove that they even have the skills to do that, which it didn't look to me like they had that unless they went in and looked up a YouTube video. <laughs> well,
1: it's funny because I was looking and no, nope, I don't have a disassembling reassembly on that gun, so yeah. it wasn't mine. <laughs> yeah, you,
0: Banshee. <Benji>, you, <laughs> yeah. you taught them how to do it.
2: <laughs> you, you know, that's – that's – You know, for for anybody who out there who and, you know, I've heard various, you know, from Kevin had a good take on it. Uh, I watched Mm -hmm. some of his uh, some of his lives on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I I didn't catch the episode with him on uh, on with you, but I've watched Mm -hmm. his lives on Instagram. Um, He's got some good points. The biggest thing that I would say, and I presume he covered it, you know, you've got to have a plan that if those people or if that mob keeps coming at you and they get, you know, 10 feet, five Mm -hmm. feet, they're touching you, they're in arm's reach. Mm -hmm. You gotta have some kind of plan if you're standing out there with a gun, are you willing to, you know, it's one of those things, I, you know, I don't know if they had access to, you know, second floor balconies or, you know, the roof or something as opposed to where Mm -hmm. they couldn't actually get right up on them. But when you're standing out in the open in front of your house and there's nothing between you, at what point are you gonna fire? If they just Mm -hmm. walk up to you with their hands open, with their hands over their head let's say and walk right up to you you know what are you gonna do and that's something yeah. that you know that, that there's a whole you know that 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 some t- at some point in the past in the gun community and this this is going back a ways the mm-hmm. whole war gaming idea went out the window right mm-hmm. you know uh you know oh you know whatever but you you need to plan and think through all right if i do this the The ultimate goal is that you know for them, um, you know, and it worked was that they just all keep walking. Mm-hmm. Well, what happened if they walked up to them and got right in their face, an inch from their face? I yeah. mean, you know, you you've got to have some kind of plan for that. There'd you know, be toast out build, there if
0: those guns were not loaded or not working.
2: Right. I mean, it toast. takes a lot of it takes it. For one thing, if 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 the one was inoperable and the other one wasn't loaded, um, and they didn't even have any bullets at all. That takes a lot of cojones to stand out there and pull yeah. that kind of bluff.
0: Yeah. Um, so, someone, so you can switch, I guess you, you can flip a firing pin around. Yeah. Um, and make the gun hey, inoperable?
2: You could just remove the firing pin. I don't know. Yes, I know. That's
0: out, what I but, know about. But I'm, yeah. I'm not sure about that particular gun and whether or not you can just flip the firing pin. Because if, cause I would just assume you would take the firing pin out like they do at Shot Show and other shows. Yeah. But, but if these guys got the gun and the firing pin, from what I was reading in that article, was flipped around or something, how does that That's, work? I, is, I is don't know. Even, and I, does that even make sense?
2: That doesn't make sense, and I couldn't think that you would bring that weapon you – know, bring a, a handgun that was – readily capable theoretically if you had just brought a couple punches, you know, not even punches, but paper clips mm-hmm. into court. You know, into you, know, you bring a couple everybody's got paper clips in their briefcase. You mm-hmm. bring this gun, you just flip the firing pin around now all of a sudden it's functional. I wouldn't think mm-hmm. that would that would work, but who knows? Um somebody made a comment in the questions about but they were already trespassing. So you know there's there there's what's legal, what's lawful and Uh, what's right and what's Mm -hmm. wrong. And Mm -hmm. those don't always coincide together. So I know, I know me personally, I, unless, unless there was already a full on like real riots and there was shooting and, you know, you know, my neighbor's house is burning next door to me. I'm not willing to shoot somebody for trespassing, um, no. you know, um, you know, and, and, Indiana laws, there's cartilage laws and stuff. So y- you can stop, you know, forced en- vis- entry. Yeah. There's all different kinds of laws. I'm not going to get into
0: that. Yeah. John Crump says the spring was in front on. of the firing pin. That just, isn't
1: that, that, just, that the way a firing pin spring works though <laughs> to keep it back?
2: Well, the, n- n- normally there's there, there's 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 your firing pin block. Well, anyway. Yeah, it, yeah. yeah don't we know don't, know about, don't know the actually. Yeah, I'm not, not even so sure exactly what it is. And it didn't look like yeah. a great gun, anyway. Mm-hmm. But 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 the point is, you know, I've I've studied Indiana law, so I know not just what's legal, but I can also juxtapose that with what I believe is right mm-hmm. and what's moral. So you know, there's there's a big difference yeah. between, you know, if if you know if I'm out back you know, and you know, let's say we're having a campfire out back and somebody's walked 500 feet off off the road to come up to me while I'm having a campfire and they don't stop and my family's out there, maybe that's a situation where we're trespassing at 10 o'clock at night and, you know, you're being told to go away and get a bright light shined in your face, maybe that's a case. Uh, yeah. At the same point, in broad daylight, if somebody's, I'm going to be behind the door, I'm going to be fully kitted up, right? Yeah. But um, unless I think there's no other choice. I'm not stepping foot out yeah. in front of that door because I I, I don't want the situation where there's some 16 or 17 year old who maybe doesn't have harmful intentions, but they're all riled up just walking up and then putting me in a position you're where I didn't have to shoot yeah. them kind of, again, I'm not oh. uh, people who do that. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying, think it through, make sure it's legal first of all, and then make sure that you're morally, not just, you know, legal, illegal, whatever, make sure it's morally something you
0: can live with you can live with absolutely because you will have to live with it yeah trump says they paid someone to disable the gun for the for a case um and then he goes on to say the expert took the spring and put it in front instead of behind it and i guess that's how the guy did it um so if that's if that's true and then these prosecutors came in here and and turned that around the other way just to be able to prosecute them Then that's messed up. Now, if they did it to to say in court, hey, you know, they they have to say what was the state that they got that they got it in and they have to prove that those people um, had it operable when this all happened, which I think that will be difficult. Ultimately, these guys don't look like they didn't look like me or you out there, Joe, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, they didn't look like us. I feel like they were scared, and they decided to put on this whole show to keep these people from going to their house. That's why they were acting like that. These are lawyers. I would assume that some part of their brain, it's going through their brain, that even if we start shooting people out here now, we're going to have to deal with that afterwards. you know. So I think that they would maybe be a little bit... I think that they were all just functioning on fear. And then obviously this video got out there, and then this prosecutor is deciding... To uh, you know, make her bones on going after these guys, and it's ridiculous. Um, okay. You well, know, we also I,
1: don't know if the prosecutor had something against them, since they are lawyers. They could have beat that prosecutor in another case, uh, or you know, something. You it's know, just, just politics, man. It's, she, I think she's just yeah, basically exactly.
0: pandering to politics. There's this. This is what we're dealing with nowadays, right? that we are the bad guys. Exactly. We are the bad guys regardless of what the situation is. It's like look, there's violence going on in Chicago every day, in New York City, all these places and and these people on that side of, of this, you know, of this uh, conversation uh, in America are saying, you know what? We got to make these guns illegal. The people that are enacting all of this violence could give two craps about the law.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: well, it's, they've already they
1: already broke the wall. So yeah. what what do they care about breaking another one? You know, I just gotta say, here in Montana, we don't have those problems. Mm-hmm. You, you yeah. come you come up on a house, you might get shot. Mm-hmm. Um, it just it, that's just the way it is with our our whole um, our whole legal system here. We have our castle doctrine. Just a mile up the road from from my house here, mm-hmm. the guy shot and killed someone that was in his house. He came home, there was a burglar in his house. The guy was in his kitchen, he turned around, guy drew and, and shot the guy and, mm-hmm. and killed him. I will tell you that our our county attorney drug him through hell. He got a hung jury the first time, got a hung jury the second time, and finally the uh, public opinion finally said, you need to stop this. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I mean, these prosecutors just get in, get some things in, in their head and they mm-hmm. just want to go after it. and. They're trying to make um, it, like you say, it's it's all political. Mm-hmm. you know it's not whether it's right or wrong. it was it was it, it, they they had a political agenda and they pushed it. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I don't think that prosecutor got reelected either.
0: yeah, no. I, I'm not sure what's gonna happen um, in this particular case, but it's crazy. Yeah. it's crazy that like so this violence that we're seeing though is not coming from the people who are legally buying all these guns out there. It's not no. You know, it's no, not coming I mean, from us, the gun guys that have been here and, and, and doing what we're doing. It's not coming from us. It's not coming from the folks out there who are legally out there buying all the guns that exist in the gun stores. It's coming from people who already had these guns illegally and are taking advantage of, in a lot of cases, being let out of prison because of COVID-19. They're just running wild. You yeah. know, and so somehow they want to disarm everyone behind that. America should wake up and go. Okay, these people want to leave you completely toothless and clawless to okay. to uh, these criminals out there. Go ahead, go ahead, Roke.
1: I mean, you bring up a good a good point about the releasing the prisoners from you know prison because of the COVID thing. Mm-hmm. I wonder how many of those have checked in with their parole officers. Um, you know, they're not gonna they're not the people that are gonna say, okay, I'm going to follow the rules. They already broke the rule. Now. Some people can be, can change. I, I'm not going to say that you can't, and, but the people that are out there throwing bricks and lighting cars on fire, they're not the people that are the gun owners that go to a store and buy something. They don't, you know, invest in training. Um, you know, they don't get concealed carry permits because they're not going to get them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, you know, they're felons. And, and, but yet, me being a gun owner... Having a concealed carry permit Uh, every couple of years, I make sure that I go through training just to make sure that I'm up to date with what my local laws are and that I still have the skills to carry that that firearm. I'm I'm the I'm the evil person, Mm -hmm. but I'm not out there throwing bricks. I'm not throwing Molotov cocktails. And apparently now blinding officers with lasers is now the new thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not out there doing that stuff. Um, And that's and that's the whole thing is, you know, the politicians are more interested in having us fight with each other so that they can do they can push their political agendas. And that and that's one of the problems we have is that we're fighting each other. We shouldn't be fighting each other. This is not going to solve our problems. Mm -hmm. We need to we need to stop arguing with with ourselves, whether you're pro pro two a anti two a we need to stop having this argument because all it is is we're fighting the more we fight the more the politicians do things because we're not paying attention to them
0: yeah well i Um, think americans not not us right like we're preaching to the choir here for who we are but americans in general are waking up to all this news you know to 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 be uh this whole situation going on with COVID 19 and lockdowns i think they're waking up to oh we're on our own the cops aren't going to show up for work they're going to let the prisoners out I'm on my own. Oh, now everyone's rioting, right? Because something bad happened. I agree that it's a bad thing, but my business is getting burned down anyway, you know? And there's just more rioting, more shootings, more violence. And they're like, but I'm staying home. And you know what they're doing? They're just getting guns, ammo, (laughs) and gearing up and thinking I'm going to be completely on my own when everything comes. So we already know that. That's why we do. Somewhere in the psyche of, of us... We know, like, hey, when something goes wrong, you're going to be on your own. You need to be ready for it. I'm not saying we don't all like guns. Of course we do. We like guns. We like the coolness. We like this thing over that thing. We like to argue with each other on the Internet. You know, but we also know we already knew that, that when things went wrong, we'll be out here on our own. I think the rest of America is realizing that. But now what? Now what do they do? Who do they actually trust out there? Are they listening to people? Are they listening to Biden saying that he's coming for your guns? You know, that he's going to put this guy, he's going to make a gun czar who says, yeah, we're coming for your guns. Are they listening to that? Because the next time around when this happens, if this could kick off over a flu. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, imagine when something really happens.
2: That's a, that's the a thing. I mean, could could. Could could you imagine if this thing actually had the mortality rate that they claimed initially, if it didn't have, you know, 99.98 percent survival rate, if we mm-hmm. would be where we are right now, um, which uh, obviously, you know, any I don't want to I don't want to get into the coup. Um, mm-hmm. We've all got our opinions on that, but mm-hmm. um, I stick uh, with the data and the science.
0: And yeah, these people are all out in there the in crazy boat. town, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I was looking at so I was looking at Joe Rogan talking to someone. I'm trying to remember who he was talking to, but. He said, um, oh, when this all st- first started, I thought I was going to be losing half my friends. And, uh, and I remember Lola was here. I was like, Lola, I never thought that. I wow. never thought that. What is this guy talking about? <laughs> yeah. it,
2: it, it was the media that scared the hell out of people and yeah. including you know somebody like Joe Rogan who generally has – a somewhat more centered opinion mm-hmm. um, you know he 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 was taken aback by you know when i when i first looked at it you know my thought was um, You know, initially, you know, in the end of May, early April, when they were putting out some of these numbers, um, you know, I, I did have some concerns. You know, what for my clinical background, part of what I do is a clinical manager uh, was developing policy and procedures based on, you know, studies and data that we had. And what they were initially reporting, you know, did worry me. I was worried, you know, for the for the for the health of my parents, you know, for me being a healthy young individual, you know, relatively still, you know, now in my early 40s. But anyway, uh, you know, um, you know, it, it was right. It was something that really had me concerned, mm-hmm. um, you know, but now but now we look at the data. We have the information that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we look here in Indiana. Uh, the governor just, you know, uh, just put it in a mask mandate starting on Monday. Everybody's got to wear a mask in the state. And under that emergency order, it becomes a class two misdemeanor. Freaking class two misdemeanor, $1,000 fine, six months in jail. He did just re now that the, you know, the entire state's losing their mind. He said, Oh no, no, they we're not going to enforce it. Mostly he's afraid of getting struck down by the Supreme court. Cause the Indiana attorney general just said that's unconstitutional as shit. No way, mm-hmm. but sorry. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it, in, in, in any event, we, we look at what the media does. We look at Facebook fact checkers coming out there with no experience. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've got two studies two studies now in 2020 showing these masks especially face cloth face Mm -hmm. uh cloth face coverings do nothing to prevent the spread of viruses there was one that came out in may 19 2020 may 19th we're we're talking about barely 60 days ago right that the cdc the cdc put this study together to present to the who in direct response for a request for the who about well Mm -hmm. you guys know more about this than anybody else tell us They said the same thing. Now, here we are two months later. Everybody's putting in mandates. We've got we look at the data. and I've been looking at Indiana here specifically over the past couple of weeks. This has hit close to home because we had a county mandate here recently. We look at the data. ICU bed availability. There's 50 percent ICU availability throughout the state of the 50 percent that's occupied. Only one in five is for covid ventilator use. We've got 87 percent ventilator availability. Mm-hmm. Of the 13% that are in use, only one in five is COVID, mm-hmm. right? So You're in big idea, trouble if you're
0: if they're putting a ventilator on you. You're actually right, pretty you're much in out. Big trouble you're, yeah, you're probably better but, off not but, using it.
2: But the point is, while we mm-hmm. are seeing an increase in cases, which I don't think is that dramatic anyway, but – hospitalizations daily hospitalizations in our county they, their thing was that oh there's too many hospitalizations i just gave you the numbers on icu beds and things our daily rolling average for 6 weeks for hospitalizations in this county which which is 110,000 people in this county mm-hmm. is and the same basically the same ratio when you extrapolate it for population in the region as well mm-hmm. 0.8 people a day are being hot, are being admitted for covid. How do you get less than 1 person a day? Do they want 0? And the same thing for deaths. We we haven't had a death here in 3 weeks and in the past 6 weeks or no, 7 weeks now. The past 7 weeks there are four people who died. Mm-hmm. If you go back further than that, I think it's like, you know, 9 or 10 in 10 weeks, whatever mm-hmm. it is. But nothing in 3 nobody's died in 3 weeks. Four the four were basically spread out a week apart in the in the in the 4 weeks preceding that. It's insanity that we've made this jump uh, from you know uh, from from uh, from uh, from uh, flattening the curve to now, nobody can get it. It's absurd, it won't work. All the data is there, and all these experts, be it Fauci, the Surgeon General, everybody at CDC, all of them were laughing their asses off on national TV at the mm-hmm. idea of people needing to wear masks as, as recent as three months ago. The reason is, there's a dozen studies over the past 12 years, two of which now are this year, and mm-hmm. there are direct studies on cloth face coverings being more dangerous because it, hand-to-face contact, all yeah. that other stuff. And also people but all people the media are is suppressing this. It's yes, the CDC, the latest, recent one sixty days ago cdc study saying don't do it it's wrong it's gonna have the opposite effect and yet mm-hmm. here we are it, yeah and it's people, insane yeah.
0: people people are wearing the masks for example and overusing masks and getting things like legionnaire's disease you're just Absolutely. you're just messing your own self up by yeah. over even if you have to wear a mask use that mask and throw it away Because, you know, and if you're going to put a cloth over your face or whatever, just as a placebo effect, wash that damn thing.
2: wash it frequently you know yeah. I, I spent and you know my history with this mm-hmm. aside from mm-hmm. being a clinical manager um, you know I, I spent a combined uh, about 15 years uh, between a level one trauma team and a transplant team and I was fitted numerous times for uh, N95 masks which you do need proper fitting for that to make sure you're getting one that actually works it's mm-hmm. not fitted not properly working mm-hmm. um, and you know we wore surgical we, we wore surgical masks obviously in the OR for 99% of the cases unless there was something you know TB for example a patient with TV or something like that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, surgery, you know, we, we hear the thing with surgical masks, you wear surgical masks to prevent bacterial contamination and for droplet precautions, right? It, when you're talking naturally, a certain amount of spittle can come out of your mouth occasionally, especially, you know, you call for forceps, you put that hard P on there, it can happen. Well if you're looking right down to the patient or you're in a sterile environment where somebody's cut open and the risk of infection is extremely high, that's where you wear it. You know very little, very little protection against viruses is provided for masks. And it's it, it just it drives me nuts that they're ignoring all this data. Mm-hmm. And the only thing CDC has come out with uh, you know they came out with on July 14th mm-hmm. was something anecdotal from two hairdressers and I believe it was Mississippi. All right, you want to talk about anecdotal? Two hairdressers in Mississippi. I'll point you over to a billion people in China, who who were wearing face masks well before, mm-hmm. well before yeah. this, uh, b- b- before the corona. Mm-hmm. And guess what? It didn't help them a damn bit. Just like it's not helping us here. Yeah. Uh, but in, in no. any event, public policy must be based on the peer-reviewed science and data. You can't just go back to on hopes and and feelings and all this other crap it individual doctor patient relationship you know rock on if, if if you two decide that you weigh the risks and benefits mm-hmm. individually rock on if you're making mandates for 110,000 people like in this county which by the way the the ordinance here it extended into your living rooms if you had somebody and it specifically said if somebody from a family member of a non-household comes over to visit you got to wear a mask in your own freaking living room that's how insane these things are and it, yeah. it drives me nuts they're unconstitutional and they're not based in science at all at all and for the love of god i challenge anybody out there to try and show me any peer-reviewed studies that say otherwise because we because i compiled them all for our numbskull county commissioners here
0: <laughs> good good and it's, and good it's what i did i wrote policies
2: yeah. and procedures at a number of places including the university of chicago and those policies and policy and procedures for what i wrote are still in use today mm-hmm. um so you know it, it's not like i don't have an experience with with being able to look at a study and and understand it
0: mm-hmm. yeah go ahead let me uh you
1: go know, ahead rogue you know it, it going through this whole mess in montana we just got a, a face mask order or as i like to call it the muzzle order um It's stupid. Uh, You know, our governor said it wasn't political, but yet he went to the one city, the only place in Montana that has a face mask uh, mandate. And he did the mandate for the entire state. Mm -hmm. And oh, by the way, he's running. He's running for Senate now because he's Mm -hmm. term limited in Montana. Mm -hmm. Um, But we we did our math here. Uh, My wife and I did our research because we wrote. We wrote the governor. My wife's parents, they live in Delaware. It's a mask mandated state. Both Well My father-in-law Has been in the hospital For six weeks With COVID Mm -hmm. COVID positive I tested Proven I went through ICU The whole oxygen stuff Mm -hmm. Um They They're old They stayed home They wore their masks They washed their hands Um You know They only went out They limited their distance They All that stuff Mm -hmm. But yet He He went through the ICU It doesn't work Mm -hmm. Um You know, this whole thing about how a mask is going to save you. But for some reason, you're not going to get this from a package coming to your house Mm -hmm. or, you know, we have the whole plastic plastic shields up.
0: Look at here. I'll give you a couple. I'll give you a couple of things. Look at um, L.A. that we were just talking about. All the homeless people. Are they still alive out there? Are all those homeless people wearing masks? OK, if no. they're, they're not. And if they're not, why aren't there just bodies littering the streets? What happened? Yeah. OK, so the thing exactly. is, is that that's nonsense. That's nonsense. I'll give you another example. Look at people working in the hospital. Right. So there's people. Lola has been working the entire time. I've been coming in here working the entire time. I work on myself. So. You know, I don't think it's any—it's a big deal. Lola's been working at the hospital the entire time. And she wears a mask, and I agree with you guys, it's not effective. I asked her, I said, um, how many times have they tested you in all these months? Zero times. Zero. they They're like, if you even feel like you're sick, they don't want you to call out mm. unless you're exhibiting symptoms. So... <laughs> This is the hospital's policy. So if you're working there and they're not testing you, and then they're waiting for you to exhibit the symptoms and the masks are just a placebo, by that time it's too late. Why isn't everyone all, why isn't everyone done in the hospital? Because it's not affecting everyone. It is affecting some people. It's not affecting everyone. And the masks have a very limited, if any kind of effect, right? otherwise they'll be tested these people will they will either be walking around in spacesuits working there at the hospital or you know they will be testing them on some kind of regular basis because they're like look we want to know if we catch it early enough no they're not they're doing zero tests unless now you know they're actually testing people but that's people coming in there going oh i think i have this and then they're they're doing stuff even before they test them so what are we talking about here
2: it's you know the, the 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 big thing is you know they'll they'll put up uh, people like Surgeon General or Fauci or mm-hmm. some some political appointee which they're both political appointees by the way mm-hmm. uh, or political appointees at CDC who are now saying wear a mask it'll save lives wear a mask you know and if everybody wore a mask in four to six weeks this whole thing would be over. Mm-hmm. You know what? And, and they're saying it like, it, like, like it's true. All right? These are opinions these people have. If they're not able to back it up with, with, with when it comes to medical terms, peer-reviewed studies and the actual science and data to back that up, their opinion is just that. It's an opinion, and it's no different than you, honestly, than anyone else in the medical yeah. field giving an
0: opinion. They're they just running a big test data, on us, man. They're just running exactly. a big test and on us to see how the, the, far they can push us and what the, we accept. Absolutely. The the reason
2: why, and I call the county commissioners out on this here in my county, um, the reason why in the past 10 days we've seen, you know, rural counties here in Indiana and now the state of Indiana, Montana, all these other, all these counties, all these businesses have just dropped in these past 10 days. What's changed in the past 10 days? Only one. It's not the data hasn't changed. The science hasn't changed. None of that's changed in the past 10 days. One thing and one thing only changed in the past 10 days. The media finally got 50 over 50 percent of the population to believe that a mask mandate was a good idea the Mm -hmm. only thing that's changed is public but you know how they did that that's it
0: you know how they did that by every lying deceitfulness go go look at your news go look at your news online go look at your news on the tv or however you look at the news every other article that they're spewing out is about how someone didn't listen to the you know they Mm -hmm. didn't wear their mask they got covid that's it that's what's happening to people oh my god this is what happened the funny thing is, th- those of us living in the real world realize, well, so how come I'm walking around right now? Yeah. You know? <laughs> and yeah. so, yes, they've, they've created that feeling and they convince people to believe it. It's psychosomatic, Right. Abs- absolutely. But yeah. uh,
2: again, I challenge anyone to show me any of the studies, anything has changed in the past 10 days other than mm-hmm. public opinion polls. Yeah. And that's why you see all these people falling in line, all these companies that said they weren't going to do it, be it Aldi's, Meyer, um, all these different companies, Walmart, right? Mm-hmm. All of them changed like that. And mm-hmm. the only thing that changed public opinion polls and you cannot dictate public health policy on opinion polls. It's mm-hmm. wrong.
0: Yeah. Now, listen, um, we're actually over the nine o'clock hour, so we probably need to start Uh wrapping this up. Um, Anyone, the the folks that are out there right now, help us out. Actually smash the thumbs ups. Okay, Uh, we really need that. So go ahead and smash those thumbs ups. What I'll do before we get out of here, I'll go through these guys and have them like uh, tell you all what's the best way that you could support them, uh, get in touch with them, follow them, etc. You know, let's start with the rogue banshee. I'm going to go to you, sir. How can the folks do that? And sure. while you're talking there, I will roll in your YouTube channel so you can get a look at it and see what it looks like.
1: So you can reach me on you know YouTube, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Full30, Instagram, just about anything. Just look for the Rogue Banshee. You'll run into me. Uh, mm-hmm. If you Google the Rogue Banshee, you'll probably end up on my uh, either YouTube channel or my website. Uh, the website is www.trb.fyi. Mm-hmm. That's where you're going to get all the content. Um, so uh, like we talked about before, that's where I can control the, control the narrative and that's where I make my stand at this is
0: what you can see and I'm going to show you everything there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very cool. And uh, let's go. Please make sure you guys go out here and support the Rogue Banshee. Okay, I appreciate that. Uh, And then also, Thirteen C Joe, how can the folks uh, get in touch with you? Support you. Thirteen C dot com will have, or Thirteen C dot
2: us will have links to all of our various places. You know, Instagram, Full Thirty, YouTube gun streamer uh, the whole nine yards were 13c gun reviews uh, pretty much everywhere our you know 13c 13c media um, we got some new videos that just dropped not just another AR the Iwi uh, Zion 15 it's actually a pretty aggressively priced price pointed rifle for all the features that it has in it and what it comes with so it's nice to see a top quality build. That's actually at a somewhat reasonable price point. Assuming you can even find one in stock right now, which probably not. Yeah. (laughs) Um, We're, we're also screwing around with a five X prism from Burris, which is pretty cool. Uh, we had a new video drop just today. Uh, we did seven different uh, silencers on the same 22 host metering data and stuff that went live. Um, so, uh, it's a 22 silencer showdown We're that's live now. Uh, check it out on GunStreamer or full 31st, um, and YouTube too, if you'd like, Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, you know we're gonna have finish out that series. We're going do nine millimeter cans on nine millimeter ARs as well as uh, as uh, some five five six uh, can testing in another video. So a bunch of metering metering data dropping if you're into that sort of stuff mm-hmm. uh, for the NFA stuff and obviously the normal reviews, guns, optics, stuff like that. So Patreon, we had a Patreon. Uh, if you would you know if anybody wants to support us that way, we'd appreciate it and Don't forget to sign up for our newsletter as well. You can find a link to the newsletter on our website and Hank Strange's newsletter more importantly.
0: Thanks a lot. I appreciate that. Uh, Rogue Banshee, do you have a Patreon, sir? I do. Okay, I do what have is a it? a
1: Patreon and a Subscribestar.
0: Okay, awesome. So you guys need to go over there and support these gentlemen. I, I really do appreciate that. I want to thank Franklin Armory for sponsoring the show here. I'm going to go ahead. Stay, everyone stay right there. I'm going to go ahead and roll the end. There we go. All right. Make sure you guys subscribe here to the channel. Ring the bell uh, so you can be notified every time we throw up a live video um, also we're going to pull out the audio put it up on itunes and other places that you can get your um you know your audio podcasts from uh, we appreciate all the people that are listening to that uh, shout out to everyone out there make sure you guys have a safe weekend thanks so much to 13c gun reviews joe for coming on uh, thanks so much to the Rogue Banshee for coming on here as well. Really appreciate you guys. Had a good conversation. We will see you all on Monday. Be safe out there. You know, try to have fun. Try not to get, uh, let the, you know, the, the government, the system, the man get you all down and locked into a funk here. Okay. Um, any last words from you guys? Yeah. No, have a great weekend. Enjoy it. Yeah. Stay I safe. Can't,
2: can't wait so long till the next one, Hank.
0: Yeah, absolutely, uh, absolutely. We, we need to get you back on here uh, more often. Thanks so much, guys. We're out of here. We'll see you. Peace. See you, there, buddy. Bye.